stand up. My people. Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. And thinking you're hearing is me making some edits. Making some changes. <clears throat> I won't lie to you guys. This has been a action-packed week for me. Uh, in real life, a lot of things going on. A lot of different things I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cooking. All of it obviously comes back to the operation. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Obviously, I was not here last week with you amazing people to talk about the Trump indictment. Well, I tell you, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to see how much of an object of hate they have made Trump. And whenever they pull the, you're the father of the vaccine card on this man, man, it's going to be like, 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 it's, it's going to be like road warrior status. You know, it's going to be like some crazy movie. Um, you know, and it's not even about Trump. I think people are just kind of disparaged and upset about their conditions. And so things are getting bad. Uh, but, you know, I was not here with you guys last week. I was with actual family in California uh, dealing with a family, a death in the family. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I don't want I don't, we don't know if it's vaccine related, uh, but they said that the funeral itself was a little bit hush hush, not publicized, not marketed. I mean, this man was a pillar of his community, a uh, preacher for over 50 years, not only built that church from the ground up, but brought, but bought all kinds of land around him. Uh, literally was a businessman, a preacher, uh, and more throughout like his community. And so it, it's crazy to hear these things, how he impacted the community. And then whenever he dies, uh, how they just kind of keep it hush hush and what these things mean. And again, proving more of my point that, uh, that hedge of protection of, of those older generations that used to pray for us, right. They used to look out for us. They used to tell us right from wrong, help guide us. They got tricked. They got hoodwinked. They got swindled. And now it's us here, stuck with all these angry people, all these angry, displaced, upset people who don't know up from down, who, are per who have been intentionally confused and manipulated. You know, because it has been a busy time in real life. One of the people I've been talking with, uh, you know, a newly graduated kid, Bitcoin. Uh, you know, he's 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 a hardworking kid, and we're sitting here having the conversation about how AI post COVID. There's not a lot of competition. Um, there's really not a lot of competition. People's output has has diminished their cognitive, you know, efficiency has diminished their ability to produce work, be efficient, think, grind, hustle. It's all been diminished. And so, because we're going to have to try to figure out how to manage this workload of people, right? How do you handle like a workforce like this? That's just kind of dwindling. Well, insert the robots, insert the, the, the chat bots, the automation, the AI already people are being replaced. And they think it's cool to talk with chatbots and chat GPT and be NPCs and things like this, but they don't know that they've already abdicated their intelligence. And so I'm jumping into the show. 
Wasn't here last week with you guys. A lot of stuff going on IRL this week. A lot of things going on in the news that we've got to jump into. Uh, but, you know, I, I will lie to you. We don't really have a <clears throat> organized show format. The only thing I can really tell you guys is support this operation. You can find the links in the description bar below. Uh, I won't keep it, you know, I won't draw it out for you. We don't really have sponsors right now. We're trying to get back to the point to where we can even have uh, ads like New Leaf Naturals. We've got a whole, we've got to come up with a whole new, uh, a whole new thing. But if you guys want to just support this operation, no drama involved, go to coffee.com forward slash noise era, put that, put that donation in, join us in the community, have a whole great discussion. We're going to be doing a lot of cool things. Uh, so I kind of hate to rush right into things and kind of start kicking the show, but that's kind of why you guys are all here, right? And there'll be more stuff that I kind of talk about throughout the transmission, as we typically do. But uh, you guys know how that goes. Let's go ahead and get into things. Check this out. So we've got a couple articles, a couple videos, a lot of things going on in the world. Because we did start recording a little late, we're going to keep the news crews short this time around, kind of jump right into the articles and the meat, the nitty gritty of everything that's going on. Uh, they're trying to bring back COVID. They locked Trump up. The dollar is uh, devaluing. Uh, you know, you know, there's 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 all kinds of things going down. <clears throat> Let's get into it. Back to school Adderall shortage. Oh shucks. Those darn kids can't get their Adderall. We can't drug little Timmy up anymore, you know. Let's refresh some stuff because we've got actually a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot of, a lot of crazy things taking place as well. Uh, possible easing of marijuana restrictions <coughs> could have major implications. That's right. Keep everybody pacified. Keep everybody pacified. BBC leaked online chats identify 45 victor victims of Andrew Tate. Detail disturbing grooming tactics. So here it is. Uh, the other day, while I was while we were driving to California, man, I was listening to you know uh, Andrew Tate on Infowars, and man, it made me fired up. It makes me understand you know why people like Tate, why people like Jones. And why just what we're seeing is, is 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 taking place, because this is the nanny state, this is this is the cuckold state, this is the weak beta male state, where where it encourages people to be weak minded simpletons and bozos that don't want to tap into what their purpose is, don't want to try to, you know, build anything for themselves, establish anything. They're 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 the soy boys. We have an army of soy boys, beta male cucks out there telling us how to do things, and they haven't even scuffed a knee. Half of these people are or are, are, are <clears throat> dis, discombobulated adult children that don't really know, like that 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 don't know. I mean, look at this, look at this, look at this. I mean, perfect example is right here. Pornhub wins age verification law case on First Amendment. So just like that, they're trying to go for the kids even younger. They're trying to they're trying to you know keep them in that that, that forever state of adolescence uh, even younger. Let's continue on with this. Uh, Mexico says no way as Republicans vow the military will fight cartels. 
get the military going against the cartel. And Mexico's like, I'm not down. Los Angeles City Council wants Texas Governor Abbott to face human trafficking charges over busing of immig- of migrants. You say, I see, you see, this, this right here is a perfect example of the upside down in lawlessness and inversion that we're, we're seeing right now. The issue is that we, we, we need a border because we are being purposely invaded. I mean, they're opening up now. It's like, oh, it is. This is this is this is insane. They're opening up the border. They're allowing these type of things to take place. They're greenlighting this behavior. So for this to even exist, this this is this is more of the acceptance of the lunacy, not addressing the actual problem, but facilitating and protecting more of the actual issue. Let's read a little bit more about this, and then we'll jump into <clears throat> we'll jump into the uh, the other news. This comes from Carlos Garcia over here at the Blaze. They put this up August thirty first. This says the Los Angeles City Council voted to look into whether to pursue lawsuits against Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott over his policy of busing asylum seekers from the border state. The council voted unanimously for two motions on Wednesday to consider lawsuits against the state of Texas and Governor Abbott. Council members demanded to know if Abbott would be criminally charged for kidnapping and human trafficking over over the migrants. Quote, the message is clear that the city of Los Angeles will not accept this kind of behavior. So said council member Hugo Soto Martinez to KTLA. Looks like there might be a clip.
that's hilarious. It's like, oh, we don't want to. We don't want to make sure. We want to make sure nobody's rights have been violated. We don't. We don't want to treat anybody like this. This is hilarious. This is again more of this clown world justice that we are exposed to. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, look at look at this, right? Twelve-year-old boy found dead in Philadelphia dumpster and shot through the head. This is insane. Uh, let, let's let's get into more political news. I think what, what's crazy is we're we're able to start these shows off with this kind of content because it shows how crazy things have gotten, right? Over the several plus years of doing the show, just the civil unrest, the destabilization, the mental health issues, uh, the post-vaccination, like personality changes, you know, just the even even the economic you know factor of a lot of different things, man. The emotional factor, the 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 like. There's, I mean, like we, we've talked about this. How there's like a whole new. There's like a whole new wave of people that are homeless due to this 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 most recent pandemic. And don't even talk about inflation. You know, I mean, like this thing is crazy. And so you've got to think about what kind of conditions would allow people to go crazy like this. Like, I won't lie, man. You know, like, I, I think what's crazy is that the more we continue this show and the more that I'm, you know, doing more stuff in the real world, doing stuff in the crypto world, doing stuff politically underground and doing everything else I'm doing, I think we will get, we will begin to see an even, an even more crazy world develop. And we're, 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 we truly are trying to hold on to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, and so when we start shows off like this, talking about violence and chaos and destabilization and civil unrest, well, it's because look at the conditions in which people are being brought up. Look at the conditions in which they're, they're, they're forcing upon us. These are the austerity measures. This is the boiling of the pot. We are the frauds. Let us continue. <clears throat> Mass stabbing occurs inside Fulton County Jail, leaving one inmate dead. It's the same jail where Trump was booked. We've got a we've got an assassination content coming up later, where they're talking about you know we're we're, we're moving into assassination territory, and so I'm sure. That was some type of message. Oh, man. So you got to think, is Trump safe in that jail? Was Epstein? Is Trump safe in that jail from everybody else, though? Like, is he safe from... I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I'm i trying to think of, like, what movie I saw where basically the prison broke out and restored order. And it was, like, some evil upside-down type thing. But... Because we are now in, you know, Twilight Zone, Cloud World, I can definitely see something like that happening, uh, leading from prison type deal. Let's continue on with this so we can get into the meat and the bones of the show. Another death from the COVID shot, 33-year-old fitness influencer Larissa Borges dies following double cardiac arrest. We've got a couple more of those coming up as well accidents and deaths speaking of 81 year old people and people having medically induced issues after his latest freezing incident 81 year old mitch mcconnell has been deemed medically clear to maintain a schedule this is the second time this guy's freezed up on on, on camera 
publicly either having an aneurysm or, you know, some type of a, a shutdown, a schism. I think what's what what the real thing here is, is this is very easy for these people to shut down. Just shut down, just stand down, not do their thing. and Shut up, literally. And, and, and claim that they have medical issues. But something a little bit more pressing and a little bit more important and a little bit more personal. Proud Boys leader Joseph Biggs, Joe Biggs, is sentenced to 17 years in prison as terrorist over his role in January 6th. This is, comes from Zero Hedge. It said that a federal judge on Thursday sentenced Proud Boy leaders Joseph Randall Biggs to 17 years in prison more than a lot of murderers receive after calling for the destruction of a fence on the U.S. Capitol property during the January 6, 2021 Capitol breach and act of terrorism. The 39-year-old Brit Biggs is the first Proud Boy, Proud Boy uh, is the first of the Proud Boys leader sentenced after being found guilty of seditious conspiracy in May, along with the five other charges related to the event. Which reminds us, instigator Ray Epps, who's totally not a Fed remains free to this day. Biggs was also not convicted of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. Obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to use force, intimidation, or threats to prevent officers of the United States from discharging their duties, interference with the law enforcement during civil disorder, and destruction of government property. The sentence handed down by the U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly followed the DOJ's recommendation to add a terrorist enhancement which greatly increased his potential prison time. That said, Kelly opted for roughly half the prison time that the DOJ had sought. Quote, I know that I messed up that day, but I'm not a terrorist. I know I have to be punished, and I understand, said Biggs in an emotional state to Kelly. According to Kelly, Biggs and the other Proud Boys were part of a, quote, mob that brought an entire government branch to heel on January 6th. I think there's actual video. There might be footage <clears throat> We're not going to watch that. I think there, there, there's footage. I know we've got that coming up later on in the transmission. A clip of Joe Biggs, or at least a report of the very same information. This is dangerous. Clearly, Joe Biggs is not a terrorist. Clearly, the power. And think about this. What does it say if a mob of thugs, let's say a mob that brought the entire government branch to heal. We need a better government. And what did this mob know? It's not about this. I mean, we all know what this is. This is them coming after their political opposition. This is them coming after any type of people that would potentially stand against them, that, 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 that could be their opposition, political opposition, people that could get in the way. We still have people that are locked up. I mean, they, they, they just let out the QAnon shaman, and now they're throwing Joe Biggs in. For 17 years, that's insane. That's insane. It's 2023. My God, he'll be on 2040. I hope I'm not a fool and just, like, you know, made myself seem like an idiot. I hope that, that math checks out, but... It'll be out in 2040. That's insane. They got to fight this somehow. But if they're coming after Joe, this is them coming for scalps. 
coming for leaders, creating martyrs. I wonder what they have planned for me. And I wonder what they have planned for you. Let's continue on. Disney slapped with lawsuit after allegedly misleading investors about a billion dollar loss. They've got the money to do it. They've got the money to do it. Report open border blowback. Report warns cartel theft rings supercharge America's retail shrink epidemic. So they're saying that, you know, all these massive smashing grabs we're seeing are affecting the economy. Holy crap. Like they're they're turbocharging why people are giving up. And again, what this is gonna do is is further destabilize society. Right? And so we keep coming back to how this is more unrest, more destabilization, and what Klaus Schwab calls the angry world. This might be it for Newsify. N95 COVID masks expose wearers to dangerous levels of toxic cancer-causing chemicals, NIH study has found. We'll get into COVID, we'll get into Maui, we'll get into Trump, we'll get into a whole lot more as well. Let me run through a couple of these articles over here. I'm actually very excited to see something like Drudge Report come back and actually produce content that is worth looking at. Look at this. This is the Liberty Daily. And what, what, what blows my mind, too, is you know just looking at how much content there is, how much content we consume, we used to consume on a consistent daily basis, just pumped out there to really give us a pulse of what is happening, what's going on whether or not it's Democrat, whether or not it's Republican, whether or not it's independent, whether or not it's revolutionary or anarchist, right? Whether or not it's anon, whether or not it's conspiracy theorists, it's being informed, it's being cons- it, it's being locked in, man. It's being engaged, it's being, it's, it's, it's knowing what's happening. Look at, look at this, let's, let's read a couple more right here. Riley Gaines brings the receipts, response to the leftist lunatic Keith Olbermann's lie that sucked at swimming. I don't even care about Keith Olbermann or any of these type of people. Um, yeah, some of these we've already covered. UN publishes the final draft of declaration that, that targets close mixed misinformation that backs the WHO pandemic treaty. Interesting, interesting. 12-year-old Colorado kid Jaden announces other kids' reaction to the Gadsden flag incident. Pro-pedophilia. Dave and Buster's sponsors a young entertainer's drag show at a Wisconsin Pride Festival. Filthy. Filthy and disgusting. So just like this right here. Look at this. Drag queen principal previously arrested for child porn. Shocker. Absolute shocker. And so what's cool about these type of sites that Drudge was also cool about is it would provide you with even more information. Right? Look at this depopulationist fiend, Bill Gates funds scheme to chop and bury trees to fight climate change. We will cover all of this and more when we come back from a break. Like I said, we came in super hot. I was uh, just like we came in super hot. 
We are going to try to take a little bit of a break, pump the brakes, uh, get a little bit more situated, come back, cover a little bit more of these articles and things that we pulled aside for you guys. Uh, and then who knows if we actually get through our articles and our videos and we're able to effectively, you know, string a show together, we'll jump back into the news cruise and, and, and cover some of these other crazier things that we see happening. But I want to dive into Maui. I want to dive into COVID. I want to dive into Trump. I want to dive into all of this and more. And we will on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids, as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Welcome back. Welcome back. I figured with the time we would keep it short. Like I said, we have a lot to cover. Uh, and I don't want to keep you more than I have to. You know, like I said, we're, we're, as much as I would like to get back to doing two-hour shows with you amazing, or three-hour shows, four-hour shows with you amazing people, work our way up to that. We'll work our way up to that. But welcome back. I'm glad you're still here with us. As always, the first parts of our show are fast, hard, intense, all over the place and crazy. But by the time we get to the third or second segment of the show, we're a little bit more uh, in tune and in alignment with 
what we're trying to do, even if there's not a show format. How crazy is that? But welcome back. I am your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And this is show number 303. Uh, we will, again, get back into more of a formation and a groove as we continue to. Um, but right now, it's just me and you. You know, I forgot to tell you guys the cool part of some of the things I'm working on. I was able to put an episode on the blockchain, you know, and I'll be able to put this episode on the blockchain as well. Um, I've got a lot of different things that I'm working on, and it's all because I want to continue to bring you guys value. You know, and, and, and I want to say this because I'll get into the news and the content and I'll get all fired up as I typically do. But one of the things I learned in this crypto world, uh, and this is something that I was doing naturally because now I'm, 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 I'm not only doing crypto, uh, but I'm also in, I guess, real estate or real assets and things like this. And so this is why I'm like, I, I've got to figure out all this money stuff and I've got to recycle it back into the operation. You know, but one of the things I, I, I just naturally do because I'm, 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 sin, I'm fucking sincere is because I'm trying to build value. I want to build something that want, that works, something that's legit. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking with you. Like I'm serious. I I understand the stakes probably a lot deeper than a lot of other people, and I take it much serious, much more serious than a lot of other people. <clears throat> and I think that I was able. I, I think that I'm able to take it this serious because of this relationship that we have through this podcast and the amount of things that we've gone together through as a tight knit family. And so that type of stuff that really is important to me. These things are important and they have their own type of value. And so when I make, you know, kind of off the cuff remarks about deploying value to the operation, many people don't know how to do that. Many people don't know about branding, marketing, budgets, uh, you know, business development, growth hacking. Yeah, they don't know about this stuff. They don't know about trying to, you know, get a message out, bypassing censorship. They don't have the tenacity for it. And so when I took this break, I think like, it was, I, I, I really do think it was God's way of him showing me like the amount of things that I do do um, because I, 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 I don't, I still don't see them. Like even though we are still here in this part of the discussion, I still don't see them because it is very natural for me to continue the work and try to again deploy value, improve uh, and grow, but I'm ranting. And so again, um, all of that came back to support this operation. Go to ko-fi.com forward slash noise. Support this operation. Let me talk to you about how we're going to put and immortalize our content onto the blockchain and how you will hear it forever. Um, you know, I can show you guys some cool stuff right now where you could, where, where, you know what, shucks. I might just go ahead and do that. You know what? Let me, let me see if I can, if I can try to remember that. Show Bitcoin whales, uh, you know, bit map playable meta space it's a whole thing if if i have time i'll show you guys it but we're on bitcoin as well man there's a lot of different things i'm doing ko-fi.com forward slash noise you guys can support this operation and more learn about the 75 25 split join the community can come join the discussion but i've already ranted and rambled too much let's go ahead and jump right back into the content look at this dr peter mccullough the vaccines have left about 15% of those who've taken them with some form of a medical problem. That is a huge number. Now, fortunately, about a third of people who took the vaccine. 
They've had no side effects whatsoever, and they appear to be exhibiting no side effects emerging. So if one took the shot and they're perfectly fine, didn't even have a sore arm, they're extremely unlikely now to develop a problem. But as people who developed an initial reaction and were sick for a few days or weeks afterwards, I really worry about them because we are seeing the late development of myocarditis and cardiac arrest even two years after the vaccine, blood clots developing even two years after the vaccine. In fact, another episode of COVID could, pro could uh, provoke these. So yesterday was a historic day as the very first detoxification protocol was published in the US medical literature that gives people a chance to take uh, this whole issue into their own hands and use natural substances to begin to help the body clear this very uh, uh, dangerous protein from its cells and tissues. And it involves three natural substances that are available over the counter at any type of uh, online retailer or at a natural food uh, a store or pharmacy. And they are natokinase, which is an enzyme that's derived from the fermentation of soy, bromelain, which is a set of enzymes derived from the, the stems of pineapple. By the way, bromelain is a US FDA approved drug as a, a deep, a topical treatment for wounds. And then the third is curcumin derived from turmeric. The doses of natokinase are 2000 units twice a day bromelain 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin 500 milligrams three times a day. The duration in this publication, and I'm the first author, so I'm the one to bring this forward, is at least three months. I think for people who have taken multiple shots, 12 months or more. Now, the good news is that patients under my observation, and right now we have no prospective double-blind randomized placebo-controlled trials to confirm this, but it's my clinical observation that patients indeed are getting better. Maybe we look into that, but that was Dr. Peter McCullough advocating against the vaccine in different ways to detox from it, different ways to fight the poison that they put inside you guys. Let's continue on with the content right here. 79 arsonist scums arrested in Greece as deadly wildfires rage across the country. An article by Nima Harris, they put this up August 27th. It says the Greek police have arrested 79 individuals on charges of arson. The suspects are being held. The suspects being, are being held responsible for deliberately starting the deadly fires that have left at least 20 people dead and caused widespread devastation across the country. You guys can't. That's that the uh, ministry now confirms the arrest of the So you got arsonists out there starting these fires. This isn't climate change. These are people who believe who, who who have gone radicalized because of climate change. These are the eco-terrorists we've been telling you so much about. 
Some believe that the the repeated efforts to spark new fires could be an attempt to blame climate change for the catastrophe. See fires in Greece. See fires in Hawaii. We're seeing fires all over the place. This is the TGP reports according to the European Fire Fire the Forest Fires Information System. Wildfires in Greece have destroyed 130. 130,000 hectares of land so far, setting a new record for the EU. There's your information right there, bro. 130,000, 13, 130,000 hectares of land. And that's what it's for, land, so they can redevelop it in a time whenever they're just like mass shipping migrants all over the world and they're deploying AI bots building crap. It says, Minister Kikilias addressing the nation via television, expressed his outrage at these criminal acts that endanger not only forests and property, but also human lives. The wildfires have already killed at least 20 people this week. He emphasized that these perpetrators will not escape justice as law enforcement agencies are committed to apprehending them. They won't. Quote, you are committing a crime against this country, Mr. Kikalia said. Quote, arsonist scum are setting fires that threaten, for- that threaten forests property, and most of all, human lives, he added. You will not get away with it. We will find you. You will be held accountable. According to far-left BBC, quote, summer fires are common in Greece, and scientists have linked the increasing frequency and intensity of extreme weather events, including heat waves, to climate change. Quote, Stefan Duer, who directs the Center for Wildlife Research at Swansea University, says that more flammable landscapes due to the hot weather and poor vegetation management mean that arson and other incidents can mean more easily turn can more easily turn into fast moving wildfires, the outlet added. So seventy nine people have been arrested in Greece because they're out there starting fires. While we're while we're thinking that it's directed energy weapons, lasers, no, it's scumbags. It's 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 straight scumbags going out there starting fires, causing all kinds of problems, and it is also directed energy weapons. It's also it's a mixture of both a ground team and a foot team. Look at this right here. Donald Trump defiantly declares, "quote We will not comply" in response to efforts to reinstate COVID lockdowns and mask and vaccine mandates. An article by Jim Hoff of Gateway Pundit. They put this up August 30th. Looks like there's a video. I'd, I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch the video. Let's let's see if we can get that going. Yeah, let's go ahead and pull that up. That's way more important. are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. 
But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. There you have it. There you have it. We will not comply. The left. That's pretty intense. That is pretty intense. That's a pretty bold move for him to make. He's coming right out there. He's telling you that, hey, we will not comply. We will not submit. We will not go along with this. We will not comply. I don't know if he's going to get back in office, though. He's going to galvanize the Republicans. The left are going to realize that they can use COVID and all these other authoritarian measures. And it's just going to it's going to radicalize people. This is a good move, Trump. I'm glad you came out about this. Uh, you know, good. This, this, this is great. This is the type of stuff we need. This is real presidential type of material. But the people have become disillusioned and brokenhearted by the Biden administration. It's the type of glimmer of false hope that people need to get them through a bear market and dark times like this as they bring back the COVID lockdowns. They obviously roll out Trump and 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 and, and again get people more fired up about him, getting getting them to believe in him, even though he rolled out the shots. So this is going to be a very interesting time. Uh, again, I'll, I'll go back and I'll play that, but man, I tell you, it's going to be. Very interesting seeing how all this plays out. He's he's thrown the gauntlet. He's let people know, hey, I don't support this. They're coming after you. This is a total tyrannical and authoritarian move. We've got to fight back. We've got to plan our feet. We've got to stand our ground. We've got to tell these people we will not comply. Because every inch that we give them, they're going to run it back a mile. And we see that. And it's going to become the climate lockdowns next. It's the COVID lockdowns, the climate lockdowns with the with the race war and so much more. Let's continue on with the show. World's top deep world's top client climate scientists declare green agenda is a world economic forum depopulation scam. An article by Sean Adatalabi of the People's Voice. They put this up August 27th. It says two of the world's top climate scientists have spoken out to warn the public that the green agenda being promoted by the World Economic Forum and the globalists are part of an elaborate hoax to depopulate the planet. As the People's Voice has previously reported, globalists are working in cahoots with world leaders to meet the arbitrary net zero goals of the green agenda. The anti-life agenda is being led by the World Economic Forum and other globalist organizations such as the United Nations and the World Health Organization. The publicly stated goal of the Green Agenda is to fight, quote, global boiling by severely limiting people's basic freedoms and lowering the quality of life for normal people. However, two of the world's top climate scientists are pushing back against the globalists, 
warning in recent testimony that the move towards implementing the World Economic Forum agenda, quote, will be disastrous for the country for no, no scientifically justifiable reason. Slatenews.com reports that William Happer, Professor Emeritus in the Physics at Princeton University and Richard Lindsden, Professor Emeritus at the Atmospheric Science at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, have both gone on the record to warn that the claims made by Biden's EPA are based on a hoax and only serve, and serve to advance the globalist green agenda. I wonder if there's a video of these guys talking, because I don't, I don't want to read all this. While I do support and agree with these type of testimonies, I think it's just good to kind of get this stuff on record, get the, get the good doctors on record, that they're waking up that it is a green agenda. The green agenda is red. It's the communist red agenda, the globalist agenda. It's the technocratic agenda. This is to get you to want to kill yourself <laughs> in the name of the earth, in the name of saving the planet. Speaking of other cool things, on this great planet of ours, a 4,000 year old network of ceramic water pipes reveal complex engineering capabilities of Neolithic peoples of China. A little bit of a hard left curve for you guys, but think about this 4,000 year old network of ceramic water pipes. Ceramic water pipes that are 4,000 years old. That goes past the Bible. Well, right. Well, our, our current time, you know, AD, right? That's where we are, 2000 AD. Uh, let's read this quick article from Heritage Daily, but it's been reposted by Signs of the Times. They put this up Friday, uh, August 18th. It says, according to a study published in the journal Nature Water, Neolithic people living in China were capable of complex engineering feats without the need for centralized state authority. The discovery of a network of ceramic water pipes in drainage ditches at the walled site of Ping Liantai has revealed new insights to how people during the Neolithic period were able to manage and redirect water. I was on to say that Ping, Lang, Ping Liantai is located in the southwest corner of the Dazu village in Huaiyang County, central China. The site dates from around 4300 during the Longshan period, emerging one of China's earliest major population centers that was inhabited by around 500 inhabitants. Situated at the upper Huai River Plain on the vast Huanghuai High Plain, the area's climate 4,000 years ago was marked by a big seasonal climate shift where summer monsoons would commonly dump half a meter of rain on the region monthly. The people of Pingling Tai constructed an advanced drainage system with interconnected ceramic water pipes, strategically put positioned along roads and walls to redirect the rainwater. The sophisticated arrangement of these pipes showcased an advanced level of central planning, despite archaeologists finding very little evidence of social hierarchy. Dr. Hie Zhuang, UCL Institute of Archaeology, senior and corresponding author of the paper, said, quote, the discovery of this ceramic water pipe network is remarkable Remarkable because of the people of Pyongyang Tai were able to build and maintain this advanced water man management system with Stone Age tools and without the organization of a central power structure. This system would have required a significant level of community-wide planning and coordination, and it was all done communally. Co-author Dr. Hiai Zhang of Peking University said that, quote, 
Ying Liang Tai is an extraordinary site. The network of water pipes shows an advanced understanding of engineering and hydrology that was previously only thought possible in more hierarchical societies. Hmm. People 4,000 years ago were smarter than we give them credit for. You know, I, I watched a... <clears throat> I watched a series on Netflix where it was uh, it was it was Graham Hancock. It was Graham Hancock's like ancient apocalypse or something like that, and he's just traveling around the world, you know, like like traveling around the world, like he's he's like he's he's um, Indiana Jones type deal, but explaining what great catastrophe happened in our ancient past, and in doing so. Uh, he's he's showing you all these crazy sites, uh, the scale of them, what would require them, the different type of thought processes that people had there, the ancient, uh, uh, <clears throat> the ancient antediluvian mindset is super cool. It's super cool. You know, if we if we start getting back into the groove of doing shows and stuff like this, who knows? I might even have more time to do uh, crisis cast and short videos. I'll put something together like that. But it's it's, it's actually really cool to look at what happened in our ancient past. Uh, and the timeline and scale of events, even down to something hitting us from the earth or from, from space, a, a great dragon hitting us in the earth, uh, causing a great flood-like event, um, you know, to where this great, uh, this great teacher comes. And this is in the mythos all over the world. It's very interesting. Um, but, you know, I, I like to look at where we have been as a, as, as, as a people and then I fast forward to where we have been now. Look at this. Uh, the New York police is going to use drones to monitor backyard Labor Day parties. Isn't that great? We went from discovering 4,000-year-old ceramic water pipe systems in China to the good old-fashioned surveillance nanny state technocrat system surveilling us using drones. In our backyard. How wonderful. Uh, it says that uh, New York police will use drones to monitor back, backyard Labor Day parties this weekend. Kaz Daughtery, the assistant NYPD commissioner, made the announcement during a security briefing on Uver annual Caribbean festival. I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Daughtery's plan to use police drones to monitor backyard barbecues got immediate backlash from civil liberties groups. Quote, it's a troubling announcement, and it flies in the face of the Post Act, said Daniel Schwartz, a privacy and technology strategist at the New York Civil Liberties Union, referring to a 2020 city law that requires the NYPD to disclose the surveillance tactics, according to the AP. Quote, deploying drones in this way is a sci-fi inspired, inspired scenario. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called the surveillance state. It's called police state. It's called the technocracy. That's that it's called Minority Report. That's that's the, the, the movie you're looking for. Uh, AP reported that, the, that those attending outdoor parties and barbecues in New York City this weekend may have an uninvited guest looming over their festivities, a police servant surveillance drone. The New York City Police Department plans to pilot the unmanned aircrafts in response to complaints about large gatherings, including part private events over Labor Day weekend. Officials announced Thursday, quote, if a caller states there's a large crowd, a large party in the backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and check out on that party. Kaz Daughtry, Daughtry the assistant NYPD commissioner, said at a press conference. 
hey, look, if you guys are having fun, we're going to send our drones over to you. If you're enjoying yourself because we're bringing back COVID, we're going to come surveil on you. We're going to come spy on you. Oh, you're having fun? No, you're not. <laughs> you you kids better not be having fun. Because if you come have fun, we're going to send our drones on you. Don't you know this is the nanny state? People are, esca- are, 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 are scared of fun. You're not allowed to have fun. You see, you see, you know what's more infectious than COVID? A smile, joy, laughter. They can't have that, though. Hell no. You start having fun. We're sending the drones on you. You better be lucky we can't drone strike you or even drone tase you. We're just surveilling you, letting you know you need to calm down. This is a this is a drone-inspired uh, wellness check or a drone-inspired checkup. That's where we are now. That's where we are now. Moving forward with the show, brain-reading devices allow paralyzed people to talk using their thoughts. An article by Miriam Nadaf over here at Nature. They put this up August 23rd. You guys know what this is. You know, this is this is brain-to-machine interface type stuff. This is, this is stuff we've discussed in the past. It says that uh, two studies report considerable improvements in technologies designed to help people with facial paralysis to communicate. Brain reading implants enhanced using artificial intelligence have enabled two people with paralysis to communicate with unprecedented accuracy and speed. In separate studies, both published on the 23rd of August in Nature, two teams of researchers describe brain-computer interfaces that translate neural signals into texts or words spoken by a synthetic voice. The BCIs can decode speech at 62 words per minute and 78 words per minute, respectively. Natural conversation happens at around 160 words per minute, but the new technologies are both faster than any previous attempts. Quote, it is now possible to imagine a future where we can restore fluid conversation to someone with paralysis, enabling them to freely say whatever they want to say with an accuracy high enough to be understood reliably, said Francis Williott a neuroscientist at Stanford University in California, who co-authored one of the papers at a press conference on the 22nd of August. These devices, quote, could be products in the very near future, said Christian Harif, a, comp- a computational neuroscientist at Maastricht University in the Netherlands. That's right. Brain-reading devices that allow people to talk using their thoughts. We have a couple more, uh, again, transhumanist-type articles and content pieces coming up, uh, you know, contents of the vaccines, neurosurgeons, nanotechnology, just, just, just that's that's what's happening now. You know, we are we are now in a time where that where technology is the solution to a lot of these people's ailments, and uh, we are going to be innovating. And human beings have become a experimental lab rat, basically. Uh, where people can be experimented upon, either technologically, genetically, psychologically, or more. You know, it's, it's, it, it is actually kind of crazy when you pull back and you start thinking about how we have signed up for this. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of crazy. But uh, let's continue on here with the show. Trump won't appear for arraignment, enters a, quote, not guilty plea in Georgia Rico Georgia Rico case. Comes from Christina Lalia, August 13, not guilty. 
And this was it. This was the infamous shot. This was the one that's going to go down. Looks kind of creepy. Looks kind of not real. It's a good shot. It's, it's, it's a fighter. You know, he's a fighter. Over there in Fulton County, as we started at the start of the show, there's already been some stabbings. And so, you know, they're, they're going to give the people a show, man. Listen, if they if they do kill this guy, they're gonna let they do Caesar this guy. They're gonna they're 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 gonna take their time. And they're gonna they're gonna they they just arrested and put Joe ba- Joe Biggs in prison for seventeen years. What do you think they're gonna do with this man? I wouldn't even be the surprise if they if they just like gave him a clone and said, "Hey, you we're gonna let your clone get all killed over here. You go do your thing. You make your money. You live your life. You're you're happy. You do you. But we're gonna destroy America." And we're going to destroy your image. What do you think they're going to do to this man? So he, yeah, he is not guilty. These are trumped up charges. This is them saying that we are not only going to be able to come after a, a, a former president, we're going to destroy every single person that stands in our way. Says that President Trump waived his arraignment and entered a not guilty plea to the 13 RICO and conspiracy felony accounts related to his efforts to challenge the 2020 election in Georgia. Other co-defendants in the RICO case filed similar waivers. Quote, I have discussed the charges in the indictment and this waiver of appearance at the arraignment with my attorney, Stephen H. Stephen H. Seto, and I fully understand the nature of the offenses, charges, and my right to appear at the arraignment, Trump said in a filing on Thursday. Let's see. There's, there's. There it is. 13 co-conspirators. Good Lord. It says former President Trump has entered a not guilty plea with 13 Georgia felony counts related to an alleged scheme to overturn the state's 2020 presidential election results. An attorney for Trump filed a waiver of arraignment in a Fulton County court Thursday. Several others among Trump's 18 co-defendants in the case have also filed similar waivers and entered not guilty pleas. Quote, as evidenced by my signature below, I do hereby waive formal arraignment and enter my my plea of not guilty to the indictment of this case. Reads the phone signed by Trump. Most defendants given the the option to waive arraignment do so, according to Brian Chavis, an Atlanta attorney who represents Trump's former lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, earlier this month, the Fulton County Grand Jury returned a 41-count indictment, in, which included RICO and conspiracy charges against Trump. There are 30 unindicted co-conspirators, Trump's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, Gina Ellis, John Eastman, and others were also indicted and booked at the Fulton County Jail. How crazy. How crazy. How crazy. I, I, I really don't even know what to say to this. I really don't even know what to say to this. Obviously, it's a kangaroo. It's a kangaroo court. Good lord! It's 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 crazy knowing what's coming next. Nothing but absolute chaos on both sides, and I think that's what's even wild is there will not be. There won't be any place for people to uh, to walk idly down the middle. You won't be able to get away from what his people are wanting to roll out. But like he says, all we can really do at this point is not comply. 
We know what they're pushing. Let's continue on. Drag queen principal reportedly reportedly previously arrested for child porn. An article by, who is this? Tieran Rose Mandelberg of MRC Newsbusters. They put this up August 31st. It says this year, Dr. Shane Mernan will take on the role of principal at the John Glenn Elementary School in Oklahoma's West Heights Public School District. According to a report from the Blaze, on top of being a drag queen, Mernan served a probation sentence for a marijuana charge, was in trouble for an undisclosed alleged offense, and has gotten caught for allegedly possessing child porn. Yeah, that's the man who's going to have total authority over 400 students from pre-kindergarten through fourth grade. Mernan's history is convoluted and twisted, but extremely important for understanding the complexity of his situation, as well as the threat he poses in his new position of power. Mernan began teaching fifth grade at an elementary school in Oklahoma back in 2001. He was arrested and charged with possessing both drugs and child pornography. At the time, however, two out of the three judges determined that prosecutors hadn't proven that victims were underage. Yet one judge disagreed and said that the pictures, quote, do represent child pornography, LeBlaze noted. Mernan served a short probation sentence for the marijuana, but had his record expunged in 20. 20- in 2003. Then, as noted by V1's SUT on Substack, Renner began his drag queen career a few years later. He really made a name for himself as Chantel Mandalay with his drug queen, with his drag queen career. He performed, and this year he was even named Miss Oklahoma FFL, a pageant for both drag queens. I don't want to hear any of this absolute garbage. It says Mandalay seems to be combining his love. Mandalay seems to be combining his love for pretending to be a girl and education. As a matter of fact, he reportedly once told his told this super pro gay outlet called the Gaily that his teaching teaching career helped him prepare for reading stories to kids as a drag queen. Quote, I have always loved education and working with kids, hoping to make a difference. Now I am able to combine both my passion for drag and education and hopefully change a child's life by letting them know it's okay to be whomever you want to be. As the Blaze reported on June 12th of this year, the school board of the Western Heights School District in Oklahoma held a meeting to to decide on who would be filing administrative positions at the school in the area. As mentioned, Mernon was selected to fill the role of principal at John Glenn Elementary School. Surprisingly, even though most of these school board meetings are public, this one was not. I wonder why a school would try to be discreet about hiring someone from a supreme role of authority after a history like that. That's all. Just more scumbags. Just just, just more scumbags. They're really coming out now. And you know what's what's crazy is I heard somebody explain how that really is a demon. That really is a demon that people got on them. And that really comes from probably watching way too much porn. Way too much porn and way too much drugs and way too much time alone to where the man's ma- the man's mind has been rotted to where he's not even him anymore. That's why these people legit come up with different personalities, completely different identities, because they have they, they they've been rotted. They've been changed. And they, and they know it. And it's not them. And so they go for the most perverse thing that that that, that can essentially trigger them. In a weird way, it is like uh, exporting MK Ultra mind control uh 
sub multiple personalities. One minute they're so and so, John Glenn. The next moment they're you know Mernan or whatever the hell their their, their name is. You know you got to understand we are really dealing with extraordinarily sick people, and I don't, they're not going to get better because of what's been done to them even at this stage. We can expect it to get a lot worse. Retired police officer exposes COVID mask wearing scheme was launched to manipulate public behavior. Yeah, it was an obedience test. I got another fantastic speaker coming up. Where is he at? He was just... Over here, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a ninja. This is Rob Stocky. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, it's so nice to be here. It's so nice to uh, make the drive up from Ottawa and talk. Lots of, lots of great stuff to talk to you about today. My name is Rob Stocky. Um, a lot of you in the crowd know me. I know you. I was very blessed to uh, actually spend Christmas dinner with Dr. Mary O'Connor and Rita, who's going to be coming up later. It was a wonderful, wonderful dinner. I'm a retired policeman from the city of Ottawa. Um, worked there for, I was there for 13 years. I'm not one of those pensionable officers. Um, I left a little bit early. I kind of saw the writing on the wall and some business opportunities came up, so I left. But I still am in touch with many of the, uh, of the Ottawa police officers who are on our side. There's actually a lot of them on our side. So, you know, I hear a lot of stuff, people saying things, oh, that, you know, don't trust the police, etc. That's a really big brush. And there's a lot of people who are on our side, so that's really important to remember. Now, I, I want to talk about, I know this is about the children, and so I kind of made my notes about the children. And one of the things I, I noticed that it's really important to say is that son of Enos guy, never heard of him until now. And what a brilliant speaker. And this is why these events are so important. So thank you, Chris and the Pomeroys for putting this on and bringing this out here today. And what a fantastic job you're doing because you're giving us the opportunity to network, meet each other, and, and push our freedom fight forward. So thank you. So to know a little bit about me, right off the bat, that this is communism trying to be brought in. I recognize it right off the bat. And I got involved with the convoy. And the first day of the convoy, I was with the, I was uh, Jim Carahalios of the New Blue Party. He actually rented all the sound equipment. So we were on the, on the, um, on the, uh, the first float, uh, boom truck Ben's float. And that's where we were addressing the crowd, that huge crowd, great videos and all that stuff. Well, I guess because of my involvement and some other police officers or former police officers, I was wiretapped. I'm not sure if you know any of my story at all, but eventually I was wiretapped and it was on Rebel News. And since I've done a whole bunch of interviews about the convoy, because I was, I was really the first guy to speak out. I was a member of Police on Guard, built their website. And out of that group, I was the first to speak publicly on Parliament Hill. And that's kind of how I got involved in this, in this movement. So I'm really happy to be here. And what I want to do today is give you a message of hope, just like Son of Enos, because the guy is absolutely bang on. These people who are pushing this agenda, they are absolutely evil to the core, but they're going to lose. And right now, like I was talking to a friend of mine in the crowd this morning, when this opened the story, this afternoon when this started, and we're just lamenting, you know, there's, there's not a lot of people here, but that's not a bad thing. Because if, does anybody know what the term three percenter is somebody does is anybody who does not know what a three percenter is all right we're going to talk about that quickly let me pause right there 
let me tell you why this is a good, just a good, good old fashioned example of setting brush fires in the hearts and minds of men and women across the world. I know some threepers. I know some good old boys. I know some three percenters. Listen to what these good old fashioned Canadian people trying to stand up. These these are some good people. Canadians are sweet, decent people. They're crazy as hell, but they're some good people. Listen to what this guy. I'm curious to hear what he thinks a three percenter is, and how this will replicate over here in Canada, and how this will will this get people excited? Will this get people fired up? Will this get people passionate? Let's listen. Three percenters, when the American Revolution happened and everyone was under the thumb of the British, they're paying high taxes and their ability to live was highly restricted. It was only three percent of the colonialists that actually stood up. And that three percent that stood up ended up catching fire and everyone else got into the mix. And now they have the United States of America. So don't think because our numbers are small right now that we're out and we're lost. We're not. We're spreading the word and people are catching on. Beg your pardon? Right on. Right on, brother. Right on. Another one, another thing, another really cool thing I want to tell you about, uh, I meant to bring my shirt, but I didn't bring it today, is the Polish 303 Squadron. Does anybody not know what the Polish 303 Squadron is? If you don't, this is a great story. You, everyone here knows the Battle of Britain. All right. That's the Polish 303 Squadron. So this is nothing to do about being Polish, by the way, but it just ha- so happens to be the Polish 303 Squadron that we're going to talk about. So in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in um, the Battle of Britain, during the Battle of Britain, when, when Britain stood alone and the Nazis tried to come over and they wanted to dominate uh, Britain and take it over, they had to do it by air first. They had to win the air war before they could launch the ground war. There was a bunch of, because the pilots, there was a pilot shortage, the Royal Air Force had recruited from Czechoslovakia, from Serbia, well, um, all, all these other countries, like I'm talking about today's countries, all these other places, Poland was one of them. There was, there was pilots from everywhere, Canada, obviously, uh, um, and we were under the British at the time. Anyway, what happened was the Brits did not allow the Polish to fly at first, and the Battle of Britain was on. When the Polish got in there, the reason their story is significant is because World War II started with the invasion of Poland. So these Polish fighters already had it in their veins, in their blood, that they're not going to allow this to happen. They're going to fight back with everything they had. And and we still do. I'm I'm actually Polish, by the way. Um, But first generation born here. Um, So so I'm Canadian, actually, not Polish. Um, So the point of the story is, is by the end of World War II, by the end of the Battle of Britain, when they did all the tallies of who scored the most kills, this Polish squadron, 303, scored somewhere around 86 kills, yet they were in the Battle of Britain two months after it started. They were the highest scoring squadron because they had the, they had the, the, the heart in the battle. They, they believed in what they were doing, and that's what made them successful. And that's what's going to make us successful and continuing to be successful moving forward. And just like the son of Enos said, look what's happening. We don't have vax passes. We don't have interprovincial travel being 
um, blockaded. We don't have to show, I, I would call it the Anand Pass, because this is, this is what the Nazis used, uh, a blood pass, before you could access any of these services in World War II. Everything that we are seeing right now, a lot of what happened in World War II is the game plan of what's happening now. If you study history, and I study it voraciously, that's what's happening. So it's really easy to predict that they're going to lose. People. I would agree, my friend. It is. It, it truly is the same people. And so it's good to see the people of Canada standing up. Uh, well, you know, pulling back from it, what I what I what I like to, in a crazy way, to kind of think about is he talked about a couple a couple of battles right there. There's going to be a couple more battles where the great people of Canada and the great people of America are going to have to stand up both individually and collectively. And so I think it's good to see. Uh, this type of resistance take place in and across the world. I, I, I like it, but let's continue on with the show. I've got another quick video for you guys. This actually comes from Greg Reese over here at Bandot Video, depopulation, climate change, and weather weapons. In 1972, The Limits to Growth was published by the Club of Rome. The book suggested that swift human depopulation would save the planet. In 2018, The Limits to Growth co-author Dennis Meadows explained how we need to murder billions of people. The planet can support something like a billion people, maybe two billion, depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to have. If you want more liberty and more consumption, you have to have fewer people. And conversely, you can have more people. I mean, we could even have eight or nine billion, probably, if we have a very strong dictatorship, which is smart. That's, unfortunately, you never have smart dictatorships. They're always stupid. So, But if you had a smart dictatorship and a low standard of living, you could have it. But, but we want to have freedom and we want to have a high sentence. So we're going to have a billion people. And we're now at seven, so we have to get back down. I hope that this can be slow, relatively slow, and that it can be done in a way which is relatively equal. Overpopulation is a lie. With old school sustainable farming and the end of big government, there is enough room on this planet for several billion. And while the Earth's climate does change, most of what we are seeing is contrived. The fires breaking out all across the world are being blamed on climate change, even though hundreds of arsonists have been caught starting them. Most recently, 79 people were arrested for starting fires in Greece. Direct energy weapons, or DEWS, are able to start fires from above and can utilize microwave technology to burn homes from within. In 2013, the mainstream media reported that we were able to make rain and lightning. I mean, lasers, really, to change the weather? By firing trillion watt lasers, you rip apart the electrons, creating what are called ions, and these ions act like seeds, like dust particles, bringing down rain and even lightning. This week in Michigan, residents reported a strange strobe-like lightning. The event was captured on weather radar, which showed a very unnatural looking spiral. That's some conspiracy theory shit right there. Making it rain has been possible for decades, and we have come a long way since then. 
with the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, known as HARP. We can now create hurricanes and we can control their direction with next generation weather radar transmitters, known as NEXRAD. By building up an electromagnetic charge and dispersing it underground as direct current VLF waves or very low frequency waves, the NEXRAD radar transmitters are able to trigger earthquakes. Earthquakes and explosives can trigger tsunamis. These are the technologies that we know of, and that only leaves volcanoes and tornadoes. Funded by Peter Thiel, AVE Tech Energy Corporation began work in 2012 on a device to produce a 130-foot-tall tornado. And a former U.S. intelligence officer recently told State of the Nation that the U.S. has already triggered a volcano. Climate change is not only a hoax, it's a depopulation program, and our entire government is going along with it. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Hey, Craig. Appreciate your work. What we're seeing with the Maui fires are just that we're seeing Big Bunny come in, buy up all the land, destroy it. I mean, they vaporize people. They legit vaporize people in in Maui. Burned up, dead. They're talking about, oh, there's a couple hundred kids missing. No, there's thousands of kids missing. And when you look at the videos that have come out about, you know, human trafficking, how many different billionaires are there? Oprah's already, you know, underneath fire for 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 basically trying to post land there. It's 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 not they're not even hiding it. I think that's the crazy part. We have entered a point where they're not even hiding it. They're not even hiding what they're doing. They're coming after us. And so it'll be a slow degradation and slow assault on humanity. I mean, first, it, like, you, you, you've got to think about it. Like, really, you've got to think about it. First, it was the COVID shot. Then it was this war. What will it be next? You see how it's, it, it's upping, it's escalating. And as it escalates, people aren't really sure how to respond to it. I mean, thankfully, the people in Hawaii, they're, 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 they're aware of what happened. They knew this was coming. We've got a couple more videos and content covering this, but they knew it was coming. Not necessarily, you know, a directed energy weapon attack, but that, you know, I mean, the, the island right now, I think it's worth like three billion. They say that it's worth like three, four times that. Now, once you start getting people in there developing, Mark Zuckerberg is basically living down there. And if they start pulling off everything they're doing, who's going to want to live close to that guy? This is it. The mass culling has begun. Let's continue on with the show. Beef Company CEO warns of the government's attacks on real beef. This is over here at the Liberty Daily. They put this up August 31st and said that the globalist elites and their puppets and their government want the people eating lab-grown meat instead of the real stuff. What was once a conspiracy theory is being openly discussed by groups like the World Economic Forum and people like Bill Gates. Now, our own government is trying to make their vision of a cow-free world a reality under the guise of climate change prevention. This is one of the biggest biggest reasons Prepper All Naturals launched its whole cow's brand this year. 
the Liberty Daily benefits when readers make purchases and don't give any of me that. I'm a, I'm a, I'll, how about that, guys? How about I, I get us some some good old fashioned whole cows? I'll look that up after the show. But it says that uh, Prepper All Natural CEO Jason Nelson, a disabled veteran, has been fighting tyranny abroad for his entire adult life. Now he's fighting what he believes to be growing tyranny coming from our own federal government as it pertains to food security. Quote, this isn't even about your elected officials, Nelson said. Quote, this is about the administrative deep state, those unelected career bureaucrats who answer to the globalists, not the people. With a push for, quote, cultured beef growing in intensity and spreading across the globe, Whole Cows specializes in high-quality beef that is shelf-stable for decades. Nelson believes that this ongoing plan for globalists is to control the food supply by limiting access to animal raised on pasture. You know, I'm, I'm starting to like this more and more. It says, quote, one of the things I like to point out to people is that our promise isn't just about clean beef, Nelson continued. It isn't about the beef free of injections or, or additives or having it hand carved as soon as it's slaughtered. I'm here to fulfill a promise to fight food scarcity and get as much quality beef into as many patriots' as pantries as possible. One day, very soon, they will not be able to easily get their hands on the clean protein. Um, we're going to do this, guys. Hey, I, I tell you, I think this is supposed to be like an article, but it was for sure a shill. They got me. We're going to have whole cow's beef. I'm going to try to figure out how to get these guys as a supplier the same way we had uh, my Patriot Supply. That's super cool. Guys on point. What was this? Who's, who's, who are these guys that I'm getting all fired up about? Whole cows. Whole cows. Let's get us. Let's get us some beef. And, you know, while I'm over here joking about it, you got to think about it, guys. A lot of the cows, they have injected with the mRNA shots. So if this is a, if this is one of us, a prepper that understands that the deep state's in control of our food supply, he's not going to inject his cows with those mRNA shots that have that graphene oxide. I'm not down. So if we can get some of that inside of us, that would be absolutely great. That would be absolutely fantastic. Let's continue on here with the show. After his latest freezing incident, 81-year-old Mitch McConnell deemed medically clear to maintain schedule. I wonder if there is a clip. Yep, right here. Senator, you're up for election in three short years. What are your thoughts on it? I'm sorry, I had a hard time hearing you. That's okay. What are your thoughts on running for re-election in 2026? What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. That's uh, Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Medical clear, huh? Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Look at this. Look at his face right here. He does that old man open mouth thing. Okay. 
Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Okay. Wow. It says that uh, Senator Minor Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky 81 had another public freezing episode on Wednesday, but attending physician Congress Brian Monahan said in Thursday statement that the senator is, quote, medically clear to maintain a schedule. Quote, I have consulted with Leader McConnell and conferred with his neurology team. After evaluating yesterday's incident, I have informed Leader McConnell that he is medically clear to continue with his schedule as planned. Occasional lightheadedness is not uncommon in and concussion recovery and can also be expected as a result of dehydration. So he had that whole little little spasm because of uh, dehydration or you know coming coming out of a concussion. But he's still cleared. He's he's still cleared to impact the American public. Just like Joe Biden, he's fine. He's fine. What are you worried? What are we so worried about? The man can't speak. Don't be rude. He's good to go, though. Speaking of good to go, 61% of Americans, 61% are now living paycheck to paycheck. Personal savings rate have fallen. An article, an article by MRC TV from Craig Bannister, they put this up August 31st. It says that as of July, Americans are saving less and more than half are living paycheck to paycheck. New, re new reports reveal. Quote, 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Inflation is still squeezing budgets, CNBC reported on Thursday, citing a new lending club study on July 2023, Consumer Trends. Also on Thursday, the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis released its, quote, personal income and outlays report for July, revealing that Americans' average personal savings rate fell from 4.3% in June to 3.5% in July. July's 3.5% savings rate is a mere quarter of its 13% level when former President Donald Trump left office and more than twice the 7.2% savings rate recording during Trump's first full month in the White House. Adjusted for inflation, quote, real disposable person income, disposable income, personal income, less than personal concurrent taxes fell compared to the previous month. Uh, you know, so they're basically just saying everybody's poor. You know, no big deal. Everybody's poor, you know. But at the same time, everything is awesome because, you know, we're in Biden's America. Speaking of more sickness and more dystopia in the Biden regime, Biden says that every single citizen must get jabbed to participate in society this winter. President Biden has declared that every single American will need to receive a COVID jab this winter if they wish to continue participating in society. Let's see what he says. President, can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a request for additional funding for new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And tentatively, not decided finally yet, tentatively, it is recommended that would that could be recommended that everybody get it, no matter what they got before. It, it, but it works. Well, that's that's what he's telling us. It, it it works, and he recommends it. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be playing that clip again, getting into even more of this content, getting into the latter part of the show, and closing things out for you guys. Let's 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 take a quick break on that. Let let that simmer for you. 
that bozo just told you that it's going to it's going to work this time and he recommends it and that you're going to need it to participate. So do you see just the telegraphing that's happening? Masks, new variants, new vaccines, lockdowns, just that's how it starts. Whispers here and there. But will you let them lock you down one more time? Will you play this game with them? Will you fall into the plans they have for you? But here's what's going to happen again. Like I said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be getting into this and more on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. We'll be right back right after this. When COVID-19 struck Canada, we at Scheiser knew we had to respond. Our lobbyists and public relations staff went to work around the clock for our revolutionary mRNA gene therapy. Not revolutionary in the sense that it actually works, but rather that it would earn for us unprecedented profits. By convincing people to line up for our injections and pressurizing governments and employers to make them mandatory, we secured trillions for us and our investors. And thanks to partners like Justin Trudeau, who hasn't got a functioning brain cell, we can rest assured that our product will find its way into the arms of tens of millions of Canadians. Over and over and over. Scheiser. Because we care about our profits. Side effects may include muscle spasms, seizures, paralysis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, myocarditis, pericarditis, Parkinson's disease, heart attacks, strokes, meningitis, brain death, premature births, stillbirths, sterility, increased risk of cancer, and death. Do not consult your doctor. We own them too. talk to you about that's right cbd oil cbd oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts and you know they're trying to flood us with both 
According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realized that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Spoiling lies and share truth. Freedom Faction, out. Welcome back. That's right. Final segment. It's going to be a heck of a ton of stuff to get through. But you know what? I figured I would tell you guys something. Here's a, here's a crazy cool thing that took place uh, in the crypto world. Let me see if I can pull it up for you guys. Uh, this is some cool news to me because it is a perfect example of how fast things are taking place and how I'm going to basically have to capitalize off of, um, you know, off of this. Off of this type of stuff. Um, long story short, Solana has been integrated into uh, Shopify. And so what we will be doing uh, is clearly building a Shopify e-commerce store where a portion of the proceeds are converted converted into Solana uh, and put inside of the treasury wallet and where the community can figure out what they would like to do with that from there. But that is actually some pretty cool stuff. And so I'm going I'm to try and see if I can pull up maybe some of the tweets, maybe some of the content that came out, but it was a, an actual buzz a couple days to potentially weeks ago in the Solana community but people are actually very, very bullish about it. Um, and it's something that can only happen on Solana because of how fast the transaction speeds are because of the scalability that takes place. Um, just how Solana is designed for payments, man. Uh, that's like the easiest way to describe it. Uh, I, I, I've, I've, I'm over PayPal, right? I am, I am, I am anti PayPal. I am trying to short PayPal into existence. It's, it's destroyed our operation. I won't even lie to you guys. Uh, it's destroyed a couple of things, and I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of PayPal. But we have come up with an alternative source for funding, and it is crypto. It's uh, it's Solana. Uh, PayPal, I think, will be replaced by something like Solana. And so I'm trying to find the content for you guys, but I'm, I'm, it might be better. I might be better off just looking to see if I can find the actual article. Um, I'm extraordinarily busy on Twitter. I'm trying to go back and just find it for you guys, but this is this is big news. This is this is big news. Yeah, I think I'll just I think I'll just look up a couple articles for you guys real quick. But the the whole reason I wanted to segue into that into kind of casually talking about Solana, Solana Pay, and Shopify is because that is another way that you guys can support this operation. There will be more ways that you guys can support it, uh, but let's let's see if we can get some news going. Yeah, about a week ago. Yeah, about a week ago. Yeah, I'm going to be fiddling around with this. So the same way I'm talking about, you know, putting the podcast in the blockchain, uh, potentially airdropping episodes to you guys and uh, things like that and more, we could potentially even be creating a Shopify e-commerce store where, you know, it's, it's, it's already there. Uh, but Solana Pay integrates plug-in with Shopify for USDC payments. Uh, Solana Pay, a decentralized payment protocol on, by Solana Labs, 
has integrated its plugin with Shopify, allowing millions of businesses on its platforms to use it for payments. TechCrunch was told exclusively. Solana Pay launched in February of 2022 and is built on the top of the layer one blockchain Solana. USDC, the second largest stablecoin with a market capitalization of, of $25.9 billion, will be the initial payment option for this integration. Josh Fried, business development and partnerships at Solana Foundation, told TechCrunch. Going with USDC wasn't first wasn't unintentional. Most merchants are probably more willing to accept something so closely tied to the dollar. USDC is also more regulated than, say, many altcoins, and consumers in general are already used to transacting in digital dollars. But the protocol will consider adding cryptocurrencies like Sol and Bonk in the future. Oh, man. I'm oh, stupid bullish on Bonk. I've got way too many connections with the Bonk community, Fried said. Shopify accounts for 10% of the total U.S. e-commerce and 44, $444 billion worth of global economic activity. According to its website, the Solana ecosystem has 11.5 million active accounts. Solana Pay has been adopted by big crypto names like Circle and Phantom, as well as payment processors like Checkout.com and Sitcoin. Quote, some people argue that the killer app for crypto hasn't arrived, but it has its payments. Fried said, everyone should be doubling down on this. Credit card processing fees usually cost about 1.5 to 3.5 per transaction, but using the Solana Pay option, it's practically fee-free. Freed said, uh, the average cost per Solana transaction on the blockchain is, and get this, this is why I'm over there on Solana, 0.00025 cents or fractions of a penny. Of course, Solana has dealt with downtime issues in the past, which itself has a cost, but the blockchain reported 100% uptime in Q2, so things are getting better. It's also worth noting that Shopify also entered the credit card space in July by launching its own business credit card for merchants. So yes, there will be a store where you can support this operation through USDC, through Shopify, through crypto, and you'll also be getting benefits. Uh, the same way you heard me freak out in the previous segment about uh, whole cow's beef, and then at the same time playing the New Leaf Naturals. But that's real. You're going to see these type of things on our Shopify store. It's going to be super cool. I'm very excited. But let's get back into this bozo over here talking about vaccines for every American. President, can you say anything about the uptick of COVID cases and the new variant? Yes, I can. Matter of fact, I signed off this morning on a proposal we have to present to the Congress a request for additional funding for new vaccine that is necessary, that works. And tentatively, not decided finally yet. Tentatively, it is recommended that it would likely be recommended that everybody get it, no matter what they got before now. So they're saying they're getting the new vaccines together. They're getting the new the new virus together. They're, they're, they're just telegraphing to you what they're doing, what their plans are. Let's read a little bit of this article and then we'll continue on. Uh, President Biden has declared that every single American will need to receive a COVID jab this winter if they wish to continue participating in society. As the People's Voice previously reported, the Biden regime is planning to impl implement some of the strictest lockdown and mask mandates to date this winter. Last week, War Rooms and Natalie Winters uncovered millions of dollars in funding awarded primarily to the Department of Veterans Affairs and DOD to massively ramp up COVID testing and implement other COVID-19 related measures. This was just a few days after the NIH appointed Dr. Gian 
Chian Marazzo, a pro-lockdown and mandatory vaccine advocate, as the replacement for Dr. Fauci. The GatewayPundit.com reports to further the suggestion that another lockdown scare is in the forecast. On Tuesday, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services announced the funding of $1.4 billion to, quote, support the development of a new generation of tools and technologies to protect against COVID-19 for years to come, according to the press release. Quote, Project Next Gen is a key part of the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to keeping people safe from COVID-19 variants, said HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra. Quote, these awards are a, are a catalyst for the program, kickstarting the efforts to more quickly develop vaccines and continue to ensure availability of, a fee, of effective treatments. Project NextGen, a $5 billion initiative led by a- ASPR's Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, BARDA, in, part- in partnership with the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, coordinates across the federal government and the private sector to advance innovative vaccines and therapeutics in the clinical trials, regulatory review, and potential commercial availability for the American people. The project builds on a better understanding of COVID-19 with HHSS or which HHS developing, using, and constantly reevaluating the strengths and weaknesses of current vaccines and therapeutics for over three years. Let's 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 keep an eye on this. Let's keep an eye on something like this because we know what it means. They're just preparing you, trying to get you ready to take the shot in one way, shape, or form. Hey, check this out. More transhumanism. Brain to music. Reconstructing music from human brain activity. An article by, oh man, you know, let's see. What is this? There's a video. Let's, Let's read this quick article. It talks about our amazing, the amazing noodle between our skull. And then let's watch this video and continue on. This comes from Patrick Wood over here at Technocracy News. They put this on August 4th. It says that a new study from Cornell University demonstrates that scientists can reconstruct music that you are listening to with remarkable remarkable precision. AI is used to decipher changes in the brain as you listen to a music recording. Then read your mind in real time. Let's, let's, Let's watch. Just as explorers have always sought to map new worlds, neuroscientists have sought to map the brain, trying to chronicle its connections and deduce how it works. But making a brain map is easier said than done. You can pick a particular property of the brain to base your map on, like its structure, or its connections, or cell types. Here's one early attempt, published in 1909 by Corbinian Brodman. He noted how the cells look different from one parcel of brain to the next, and his maps are still used today. But depending on the property you look at, your maps can end up quite different. So neuroscientists can't even agree on how many areas there are, let alone what they all do. But now a team has made what could be the most accurate map yet. It's based on hundreds of brains, and lots of different properties of those brains. It's even defined a whole bunch of new brain areas. Like this one, Area 55B, which the team thinks has a role in language. It's pretty obvious here in a map of language-related brain activity. 
and again here when they look at the connections between this area and others. Not so clear here, though, on a map of how much insulation there is around neurons. That's why combining all these data sources is so important. It might even mean neuroscientists can finally figure out what the brain's borders and territories really look like. Explore the new map and plug in your own brain data at humanconnectome.org. Would you do it? Would you plug your brain in? You think you're, would you, would you look at your brain? I bet there's something cool in there. I bet you have something cool in that canoodle of yours, man. You know, I, and I think that's, in all honesty, that's one of the reasons why I started the show. Not to do the whole podcast of this thing, not to do everything that we are involved in now, but because I had a genuine interest in what was taking place in humanity. Like, how did we get here? How do we get here? What are we doing? Where are we going? How do I, like, am I in control of my life? Like, what are, what are, am I in control of my life? Am I me? Or does my consciousness exist outside? Am I an external being? You know, these things are very real. And then it led to where we are at now, looking at how things have evolved, how they progressed, and what we've all become. And so that curiosity, that, that journey is still there. Who knows where the destination will be? Let's continue on. Check this out. Bill Gates funds scheme to chop and bury trees to fight climate change. An article from InfoWars, they put this up August 31st. It says Bill Gates is funding a scheme to cut down and bury trees to reduce global warming. Kadoma Systems, with an injection of $6.6 million in seed funding from Gates' Breakthrough Energy and others, wants to cut down 70 million acres of western forest over the next decade, according to reports. This right here, there's a clip. Bill Gates and other investors are betting Kadama Systems can reduce carbon dioxide in the air by chopping down and burying trees which has raised $6.6 million in seed funding from Bill Gates's Breakthrough Energy and others. Scientists say burying trees can reduce global warming as well. I don't know where they find these scientists, by the way. To help address the problem, the U.S. Forest Services aims to thin out 70 million acres of western forests, mostly in California over the next decade, extracting more than 1 billion tons of bone-dried biomass. Normally, when you cut down trees, when you're a lumberjack, when you have a lumber company, you're selling the lumber to build houses, people buying from Home Depot or whatever. They're arguing that they want to, rather than sell the timber, take all that wood and just bury it because they're saying that that is a better solution. And so in other words, this is a business because they're getting money to create carbon offsets. And this is what Bill Gates is financing. Yeah, the green agenda is a depopulation agenda. It is a business to kill you. Uh, according to, after cutting the mostly Californian trees, Kadama plans on burying them, allegedly to prevent them from spewing carbon back into the air. The coordinators of the project are choosing to reap the salable carbon offsets by burying the biomass in dry oxygen-free, quote, earthen vaults, instead of using it for conventional means like timber for housing. 
These are our technocratic overlords. These are our technocratic overlords and all the beautiful things in which they, they have planned for us. Such as this. Aussie Intel Agency funds research to merge human brain cells with AI. An article from Tyler Durden over there at Zero Hedge. They put this up August 7th, but it's more of the same. Honestly, it's more of them telling you what's going to happen. We're going to put a chip in you. We're going to, we're going to monitor you. We're going to modify you. We're going to merge with you. We're going to merge humans with machines. We're going to create the transhumans. Right now, we're in the stage of the beta board where we give all the information to the technology that we need for it to interface appropriately with us. It's not going to be some, some, some Hollywood type event, even with Elon Musk working on the neural link. It'll be a gradual introduction. Let's read. It says that pure transhumanist, true, pure transhumanism is on display here. Even though research, re, research scientists perform the work, it is funded by intelligence agencies and the military, both arms of the government and part of the industrial military complex that Dwight Eisenhower warned us about in the 1950s. In a dish, learning to play Pong together. And I'm sure by now this is archaic. interesting is we have a clip coming up that Greg Reese has put together where he talks a little bit more about you know transhumanism how this is the plan uh, merging man with machine and then ultimately getting man outside of their body inside of the and inside of the cloud you know whenever we are here terrestrially inside of our bodies we're able to do so much more but that's why they want to get us out of our bodies they want to get us to abdicate our existence and go into the cloud. It's, it, it's crazy, but even that's a delusion. Let me read this and continue on. It says that Australia's official or Australia's office of national intelligence, the equivalent of the U S directory director of national intelligence is funding a project to study ways of merging human brain cells with artificial intelligence. A team of researchers collaborating with Melbourne space startup cortical labs received a $600 million grant to merge biology with AI. The team had already demonstrated how roughly 800 brain cells in a Petri dish is capable of playing a game of, quote, Pong. Quote, this new technology capability in the future may eventually surpass the performance of existing pure silicon-based hardware, said team lead Adele Razi, an associate professor at Monarch University. Quote, the outcomes of such research would have a significant implications across multiple fields, such as, but not limited to, planning, robotics, advanced automation, brain-machine interfaces, and drug discovery, giving Australia a significant strategic advantage. According to Rossi, the tech could allow a machine intelligence to, quote, learn throughout its lifetime 
like human brain cells, allowing it to learn new skills without losing old ones, as well as applying existing knowledge to new tasks. Rossi and his colleagues are aiming to grow brain cells in a lab dish called the Dish Brain System to investigate this process of, quote, continual lifelong learning. According to Rossi, we will, quote, be using this grant to better develop AI machines to that replicate the learning capacity of those biological neural networks. Quote, this will help us scale up the hardware and methods capacity to the point where they become a viable replacement for in silico computing. Meanwhile, Elon Musk's Neuralink has had FDA approval to study brain implants in humans since May. So this is just, again, more of the same. More of the same. Here's another little another little doom break for you. We even we are continuing on with the show a little bit more of a doom break. We already covered it, but it doesn't hurt to have another midair refueling. Donald Trump defiantly declares that we will not comply in a response to the efforts to reinstate the COVID lockdowns and a mask and mask and vaccine mandates. Again, nothing wrong with a doom break. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Key whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words. We will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election, and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election, even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. Oof, man, we'll see what happens there. We'll see what happens there. Explosive Tucker Carlson interview with Adam Carolla on Obama gay sex, smoking crack, rising risk of Trump assassination, and war with Russia next year. Tucker Carlson spoke with Adam Carolla for an interview that was posted on Wednesday. The interview covered a lot, a lot of ground, focusing on Carlson's freedom after being fired from fire, Fox News four months ago. Three subjects that stuck out are Carlson teasing an interview with Larry Sinclair, a man who in 2008 said he had sex and smoked crack with Obama in 1999. Carlson's fears that President Trump will be assassinated and his prediction that the U.S. will go to war with Russia within the next year. Let's see if we can get those clips rolling. Those are way more important than the actual article. Here, no, really. Here's Tucker Carlson talking about Larry Sinclair. Well, and the media is too, by the way. I mean, the media is reporting on government, but it's also dependent on government. You know, in 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. And a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, 
I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Nobody reported it, not because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said anyone who reports on this gets no access to the Obama campaign. And so they didn't report on it. So that happens. That's just one small example. But that happens all the time with lots of different issues. Now, and do you, do you believe that transpired or do you believe the guy is legitimate or both? Oh, the Larry Sinclair story? Oh, that definitely happened. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've talked to Larry Sinclair about it. And, oh, definitely it happened. I mean, if you – Larry Sinclair has been in and out of prison during one period. I mean, you know, 40 years ago he was in and out of prison. He's got a criminal record by definition. He's, you know, poor. Uh, he's got a disordered life. He's missing a tooth. Like he's not, you know, an Atlantic fellow. Um, he's not going to the Aspen Ideas Festival. I think he has a record of deception. Obviously, he does. But this story, if you listen to it in detail, is clearly true. I mean, there's just. I mean, I'm going to do an interview with him, and you can hear it. And again, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes dudes. I think this was well known. Barack Obama said so himself in a letter to his girlfriend. And by the way, that's kind of Barack Obama's business. I'm not attacking him for, for liking dudes. I'm just saying the amount of lying The amount of lying is the real issue. We understand, Tucker Carlson. We, we, we know that you're not suicidal. We know that you would never kill yourself. We know that. We know that. Uh, here is the next clip of Tucker Carlson talking about the potential assassination of Donald Trump. Let's uh, let's watch this. What do you think the future holds? Is it? I don't know. I mean, are they going to let Trump be president? No, of course. I mean, look, if you know, they protested him. They called him names. He won anyway. They impeached him twice on ridiculous pretenses. They fabricated a lot about what happened on January 6th in order to impeach him again. It didn't work. He came back. Then they indicted him. It didn't work. He became more popular. Then they indicted him three more times. And every single time his popularity rose. So if you begin with criticism, then you go to protest, then you go to impeachment, now you go to indictment, and none of them work. What's next? I mean, let, you know, graph it out, man. We're speeding toward assassination, obviously, and no one will say that, but I don't, I don't know how you can reach that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like, they have decided, permanent Washington, both parties have decided that there's something about Trump that's, that's so threatening to them, they just can't have it. They're putting him on trial in March of next year in the J6 case, which basically consists of trying to send him to prison for the rest of his life for complaining about the last election. That's literally what it is. Again, if this were happening in Moldova, the State Department would issue an all-hands-on-deck order to let the world know this is not a legitimate government. And yet our government is doing it. It's like it, – it's, it's really – it's hard to overstate how bad this is, and I'm not I, – I don't – I don't know where it's going, but there's a collision that's clearly imminent. And by the way, the president is senile in a way that's impossible to deny. Biden's not running the government, you know? So, like, 
I don't know. I've never been this worried about anything as I am about where this is going. I honestly share that. I honestly share that same level of just like apprehension because this is this is not normal, right? Like I said before, they're they're willing to, if they are willing to do this to a former sitting president. What do you think they're going to do to the average American citizen? And the fact that not enough people understand like how dangerous this is and what this means and how this is like an overthrow, uh, how it truly is like a trumping of the law. It's an overthrow of the law. Like the system has just gone corrupt with power. This is, this is, this, it cannot be overstated how dangerous these types of things are. And it does. It, it is leading towards assassination. And that is exactly what they want. They want it to escalate to that point. They have made Orange Man bad. They have made him the target of so much chaos that they will just do everything they can to get rid of him. But what happens when Biden dies and Trump is killed? That's why these are truly, truly dangerous days that we are finding ourselves living in. Let's, uh, let's see if we can go back and find that last clip right there where Tucker Carlson says that there will be a hot war with Russia next year. And I would agree. I would agree with this again with how fast things are careening. I mean, are unsustainable. Lying is always unsustainable. You're always found out in the end, whether in your lifetime or posthumously. But your you know lies are always revealed by their nature, and these lies are so big and so obvious and so stupid that it's going to be very clear to the majority of voters before the election the Biden administration has no idea what it's doing, that Joe Biden is not running the government, and, and that it's not working at all. And, and I think by that point, we're going to have a real economic contraction. I think we're going to be in the, in the teeth of a very tough recession, and that makes everything much more intense. And so if your goal is to maintain power, and if you think once you relinquish power, the problem with everything becoming the problem with criminalizing politics is the people who do it imagine or know that it will be done to them. So once you start indicting your political opponents, you know that you have to win or else they're going to indict you if they win. Right. Right. And so they can't, can't lose. They will. So how do they do that? They're not going to do COVID again. I know everyone on the right's afraid they're going to do COVID and mask. Man. They're not going to do that. They can't do that. If they've already been exposed, that won't work. There's going to be, no, what are they going to do? They're going to go to war with Russia. That's what they're going to do. There will be a hot war between the United States and Russia in the next year. And really? On the, of, yes, of course. They want it anyway. Um, I don't think we'll win it, but that's a separate analysis. But I think it's a political matter. They need to declare war footing in order to assume war powers in order to win. I believe that. And I think well, the evidence suggests that's true. So if you're worried about our politics getting like even more vicious than it already is and people being hurt in our politics, which is entirely possible, you should be worried about the prospect of an open war. We're already at war with Russia, of course. We're, we're funding their enemies. So we're fighting Russia. But I mean, an open battle with Russia where we say we're at war with Russia. I think that could easily happen. Uh, you know, I think we could Tonkin engulf our way into it where all of a sudden missiles land in Poland. The Russians did it. Our NATO allies been attacked. We're going to war. I could see that happening very easily. So if you're worried about that, you need to put as much pressure as you possibly can on the Republican held Senate to force a peace. 
which can be done. The United States could force a peace in Ukraine tonight. We're funding one side. There is no Ukrainian army outside of NATO. If NATO withdrew its support for Ukraine, Ukraine would crumble in a day. So we are the only power in the world that can bring both sides to the table to force a peace, which will be unsatisfactory as all forced pieces are. Like each side will give more than it wants, but that's the only option. Otherwise, we I would bet my house on it. We are going to war with Russia. And of course, the stakes are, are everything, our life on the planet. I mean, these are the two biggest nuclear arsenals in the world facing off against each other. So like, this is insane. They're insane. These are people who think men can become women who believe that face masks save you from COVID. I mean, these are not rational people. Would they go to war with Russia? Of course they would. Again, they want to anyway. And I don't know why Republicans don't get this at all, but they don't seem to get it. And meanwhile, Republican leaders, and Mitch McConnell's seen now too, so I don't even blame him, but all the stupid Republican senators and McCarthy in the House, I mean, it's pathetic. Um, these people are all on board with the war against Russia. Why? Well, I think it may even be scarier because you say they believe masks work or they believe men can become women and so on and so forth. I don't know that they believe that. I think well, it, that's, it may be right. worse. I think they're. I think they you, can you, say you, or do anything to hang on to power. Their, their view of Russia is very, uh, and I can say this as someone who was, you know, against the Soviets when it mattered, um, when they existed. Uh, but I'm maybe the only person in the United States who doesn't really have very strong feelings about Russia. I don't. I don't, I'm not that interested in Russia. I don't see it as our enemy or ally. I just don't have strong emotions about Russia. So I look at this and I see true hysteria. Like they've convinced themselves that our global enemy is Russia. And I really think they mean that. And I, certainly the Republicans mean it. You know, the Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, you know, the low IQ wing of the Republican Party, which is most of the Republican Party, is low IQ at the leadership level. They all think that and they mean it. And like someone needs to slap them awake. You're leading this country to its destruction. We've already lost control of the world. The American empire is in free fall right now. And we're going to lose the U.S. dollar. And when that happens, we're going to have real poverty here, like Great Depression level poverty. And it comes from this war. And I don't understand why no one else can see this, but it's super obvious once you leave. The, go Spend a week in Europe and talk to smart people on both sides. Like it doesn't matter what their politics are and ask them like, what, what effect? do you think the war in Ukraine has had on American leadership in Europe? <laughs> Dude, and by the way, Western Europe is our only reliable ally in the world. We only have one out real ally, um, and that's Western Europe. And Western Europe is being destroyed by this. The German economy was crushed when the Biden administration blew up Nord Stream. I know nobody cares, but if you think like long term about this, they're really kicking the legs out from under this country in a way that is not possible to repair, at least in the short term. Really appreciate Tucker Carlson starting to step it up, man. Like, I, I hate to sound like, you know, doom break or like a doom scroller or whatever, man, but that's the type of stuff that we need. People need to be shaken and scared, like into what's going down. This is not normal. This is, that's why we say this is a government that's been occupied. We are currently occupied. This is a regime. This is an administration. This guy's bought and paid for it. He's destroying everything. He's burning the ladder. We are under attack. They are vaporizing people in freaking Hawaii, setting fires left and right, releasing criminals as quickly as they can, destroying your dollar. 
people are living paycheck to paycheck. It's not about like the, it's not about the money. It's about like look at the look at the open warfare. This is fifth generation warfare. My hats off to you, Tucker Carlson. I appreciate you starting to step it up, man. People need to really wake up to what is happening right there. And news clips like newscasts like that, that's powerful stuff. That's what people need to hear. That's what people need to hear. Let's continue on with the show. I, uh, I got a little bit caught up. Let's see if we can cut, cut through a couple more of these clips for you guys. Check this out. Vax promoter, South Carolina sheriff, found dead. Dillon County, I'm coming here today to encourage our citizens to go out and take the vaccine shot. I've received both shots, the Pfizer shot. No problem whatsoever that I have. Tonight, we've learned Dillon County Sheriff Douglas Purnell died unexpectedly tonight. Purnell served as sheriff since 2021 and more than 30 years of law enforcement and experience. Uh, Dillon County coroner said he spoke with Sheriff Purnell earlier today, adding, quote, he sounded like his normal self. The coroner says an autopsy will be performed to determine an official cause of death. Go out and take the vaccine shot. I've received both shots, the Pfizer shot. No problem whatsoever that I have. Again, I encourage you to go out, ask your neighbors, your grandparents, your children, anybody who you know that have not received the shot. It's important to protect our neighbor as well as our family member to make sure that we all are vaccinated. And you can see now that we are almost there. We are aware that we can almost get back to where we were at before COVID-19 came into our lives. Again, to the citizens of Dillon County, it's very important that we all get out, be ready for this summer, enjoy yourself. I have a mask, but as you know, COVID-19, we are beginning to remove the mask from our face. Again, I want to say, take the shot. People. It's evil because I'm actually from South Carolina and it, and it breaks my heart to see them use trusted people, trusted trusted elders, our ancestors to see them use people like this. It's an absolute shame. And it's not just my people, it's everybody's people. They're killing us and they still are. They're still rolling those shots out. They're trying to roll up more. It's a shame. BRICS nations just want what's, what is theirs and that spells doom for the Western hegemony. Just more confirmation again of the devaluation of the dollar. This comes from RT. They put this up August 27th. It says economic interests will likely help the expanded block iron, iron out long-standing feuds within. It says noted columnist Pankaj Mishra calls BRICS a casual acronym coined by Goldman Sachs Economics economist Jim O'Neill in 2001 to draw attention to the investment opportunities in Brazil, Russia, India, and China. But it became much more significant when it, when Russia initiated the formation of the eponymous titled Global Body in 2009. That's all. They're just coming together to basically destroy the dollar here in America while we have this bozo in office. Look at this. Where am I going? Idiot Joe Biden gets lost after remarks at FEMA headquarters. So that's just, in, in a weird way, this is symbolic. This is them saying that, hey, Joe Biden doesn't run the government. Look at this bozo of a clown we put in front of you. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, 
is what runs things. It says that Joe Biden on Thursday delivered remarks on Hurricane Adelia while actually in South Carolina. Or she, oh, no, not in South Carolina, sorry. It, it, it ran through South Carolina uh, on Hurricane Adelia while visiting FEMA's headquarters. Hurricane Adelia hit Florida's West Coast this week as a Category 3 storm before moving into Georgia and the Carolinas. Biden's handlers forced him to appear in public today to deliver remarks on the federal government's efforts to help victims of the latest hurricane. Joe Biden originally had no public event scheduled for the day, but after the backlash he received for ignoring the deaths or the rising death toll from the mountain fires, he shuffled around the FEMA headquarters pretending to care. Biden said he would visit Florida on Saturday. Poor Joe had to be had to interrupt his beach vacation this weekend to suffer to survey the damage from from Hurricane Idalia. Let's let's watch this quick clip and continue on from there. What does this say? Vancouver's vax injured. The long COVIDians beg for the reintroduction of masks. What brought me out here is my basic moral outrage. Outrage over masking protocols that were dropped in BC in April. A do not harm BC protest was held outside the office of Adrian Dix, BC's health minister, calling on the provincial government to reinstate mandatory masking in healthcare settings. I have many patients who are extremely medically vulnerable, having to decide, should I go into the hospital or not to receive care, knowing that I'm now going to also have to be exposed potentially to getting a virus, which may then very significantly impact my health. Kaylee Jamison, who suffers from long COVID, is among those who are medically vulnerable. I'm your typical young person that was previously healthy before getting infected and I got one mild infection of Omicron back in the summer 2021 and now I have long COVID and it's been over 20 months and I've had to leave my two jobs. I used to be a master's student at SFU. My entire life has completely changed. I can no longer exercise. The BC government says in most healthcare settings, wearing a mask is a personal choice and not mandated. However, in some cases, you must wear a mask when requested by a healthcare professional. And the rally did have some tense moments. It was here during opening remarks when counter-protesters showed up holding their own signs, attempting to interrupt the speech, leading to a physical fight between demonstrators from both sides. I've never worn a mask and I, I will continue to not wear a mask because I think it's still legal. The rally wasn't just about masking, it was also a call to action for better access to indoor ventilation and vaccines. It would be great to see um, more access to boosters and Paxlovid. School is about to re-enter, there's a COVID surge happening, we know that flu and RSV are on their way, so we're back to another triple-demic, just like we were last year, except for now it's going to be much worse because healthcare is on its knees and uh, people are unprotected by vaccines and not wearing any masks. City News reached out to the health minister's office for comment, but did not receive a reply in time for broadcast. In Vancouver, Kate Walker, City News. Wow, you you really do have like competing realities going on right there. You have like a competing reality taking place right there. Uh, 
and that's that's we're, we're actually going to see more of this. I thoroughly believe we will actually see more of this, uh, these parallel realities that are coexisting where somebody can take all these vaccines and take all these shots but still receive the, the, the virus. And, and, and they're mad whenever people don't want to take the shot. Insane. But speaking of competing realities, speaking of parallel worlds, look at this article that popped up. It says that quantum discovery offers a glimpse into otherworldly realm. An article by Gavin Pugh and Mina Tayan from Ayato University in Finland. They put this up August 29th. It says experiments promote a curious flip side of decaying monopolies or, mon- or monopoles, a reality where particle physics is quite literally turned on its head. You know, this is what you know, this is one of the reasons why it's good to kind of have these things laid out in an organized fashion so that whenever we do start to drift into the kind of crazier aspects of this world that we live in. It makes more sense seeing how they're trying to break reality, how they're trying to, you know, disintegrate our minds and unlock completely different things that should have been previously hidden, you know, because we're not savages and we're not in this lower state of thinking. We need to get back to a higher uh, mental faculty usage. But I'm rambling. Let's get into this quick article. It says that the field of quantum physics is rife with paths leading to tantalizing new areas of study. But one rabbit hole offers a unique vantage point into a world where particles behave differently through the proverbial looking glass. Dubbed the Alice Ring after Lewis Carroll's world-renowned stories on Alice's adventures in Wonderland, the appearance of this object varies, a dec- verifies a dec- decades-old theory on how mon- monopoles decay. Specifically, that they decay into a ring-like vortex where any other monopoles passing through its center are flipped into their opposite magnet charges. Published in Nature Communications on August 29th, these findings mark the latest discovery in a string of work that has spanned the collaborative careers of Aalto University professor Miko Matatan and Amherst College professor David Hall. Quote, this was the first time our collaboration was able to create Alice Rings in Nature, which was a monumental achievement, Monotonin said. Quote, this fundamental research opens new doors into understanding how these structures and their analogs in particle physics function in the universe, Hall added. The long-standing relationship titled the monopole collaboration initially proved the existence of a quantum analog of the, mon- of the monad- magnetic monopole in 2014 isolated quantum monopoles in 2015 and eventually observed one decay into another in 2015. Monopoles remain an elusive concept in the arena of quantum physics. As the name suggests, monopoles are the solitary counterparts of dipoles, which carry a positive charge at their north pole and a negative charge at their south. In contrast, monopoles carry only either a positive or a negative charge. While the concept sounds simple, realizing a true monopole has proven to be a career-defining task. You know, I, I think uh, we got a little bit over our head here when it came to talking about this article and some of the science and the stuff behind it. But I think it's uh, appropriate. It's appropriate, and I think symbolic and synchronistic uh, that they would find, you know, a type of inversionary type of science for where we're at in time. Um, truly turning things on their head, truly turning things on their head. You know, I had another thing too, that was kind of in the, in the science and technology category, quantum yin yang holographic image shows that two photons are being entangled in real time. You know, again, more of the parallel reality that we're existing in, but this may be, maybe something we come back to, 
maybe something we come back to, or maybe we something we build upon in future transmissions. Uh, let's continue the show. Dr. Nagasi reviews images from the COVID vax and shows that there are lacks of elements of life. Against the virus, this injection does not necessarily protect you from getting the viral infection. This injection does not reduce severity of illness, and it does not reduce death from an infection. And they tell you point blank, this injection does not stop you from carrying a virus or transmitting the illness from one person to the next. So by definition, this is not a vaccine. And so what is it? You stated in your question, because you may have been one of the few in the world who've actually read the patent from the companies who made these injections. They call it a gene therapy. They call it an operational system. There are even colleagues of mine who found information in the patents where they call it a bioweapon. I was asked in an international podcast what I thought of this upcoming injection, and I called it a murder weapon. I would say that's it. say that's accurate. I would, I would agree with that. But that was definitely Dr. Nagasi. Uh, that was definitely somebody else entirely. So definitely go back. That was Dr. Lawrence Polvet, Polabaski talking about uh, how the vaccines are indeed murder weapons. Uh, speaking of people who need to be vaccinated with said murder weapons, a pedophile in a creepy mask tells Britain's Channel, Channel 4, I'm a virtuous pedophile. What's a virtuous pedophile? You see how like this this dude. Well, <laughs> I, I you know it's it's like when people say oh you know I'm a I'm a I'm not a Democrat I'm a socialist I'm a socialist a democratic socialist. It's like well what's wrong with just being a regular socialist? What's wrong with what's like you're a virtuous pedophile? You're just a pedophile. You're just adding or adding more steps. It says Britain's Channel 4 recently interviewed a pedophile in an apparent attempt to destigmatize the disturbing deviance. The British media outlet interviewed a self-described, quote, virtuous pedophile who called himself Mouse, apparently because of the sinister looking mask he wore to conceal his identity. During the disturbing interview, Mouse insisted that he was not coming for your children. In its YouTube description, Channel 4 stated that, quote, Mouse, Mouse is... Mouse is a self-confessed virtuous pedophile, meaning he has a sexual attraction to children, but has made a conscious decision not to act on those feelings and abuse a child. Here, he faces some very difficult questions from members of the public. We're only going to watch a little bit of this because, you know, I mean, this guy's a pedophile. He's trying to justify that he has these degenerate and sick deviant thoughts, that he hasn't acted on them, and that he is indeed a virtuous and good person when he knows deep down that he is not a pedophile. But that doesn't make me a molester. I'm a virtuous pedophile. Have you ever abused a child? No. Do you still fantasize about it though? Yes. I find this crazy. How young? The youngest age that I could possibly be attracted to would be probably about seven. In the past, I did do some volunteering 
with children. You wanted to be around kids. Is that so you can perv on them? No. So when you were there, you didn't fancy any of them? Yes, I did, but it's not the same thing. That is mad. I can't understand you. I'm sorry. That is crazy to me. It's very difficult, and I'm scared. I'm scared that this is going to be a huge, huge mistake. What is a virtuous paedophile? A virtuous paedophile is someone who has a sexual attraction to children, but who has decided that that shouldn't mean that they would abuse a child. Do you class this as a sexual orientation or um, like a dis like mental disorder? I think it's, it's a phenomenon that happens in brains. I'm happy to accept the term disorder as much as I'm happy to accept the term sexual orientation or... I don't think you can call anything a sexual orientation when it can never be consensual. I have a child and I would in no way, shape or form would ever feel comfortable with you even looking at them. Right. So I think then you should have maybe therapy or something, someone to talk to, to try and actually see if this is something that can be rewired in your brain. Or so you think it could be changed? I don't know. This is obviously why I'm here. I, I, I'd hope so. Have you ever abused a child? No. Have you ever wanted to? Um... I suppose I've thought of the possibility. But what is it about a child that you're attracted to? Um, that's really difficult to answer. You could name different things, different physical features. You can name different things about personality. I don't see that that's going to be different to a list that some like heterosexual guy would give you about, you know. But they're adults. No, I totally get You're that. attracted to children. If you had it your way, you would have sex with a child. It's true that my brain obviously is, you know, has an attraction. And normally because most people can go ahead and ethically pursue at least sexual activity with the person they're attracted to. I know that's not the case. A lot of us don't ever abuse a child and don't ever seek to abuse a child. Being a parent, do you understand why I'd feel uncomfortable having you in a room by my daughter's death? Yes, I do understand. And I understand what you might assume I'd want to do. But on the other hand, there are perhaps men that you, I don't know if you're married, but there are perhaps men you wouldn't want to be in the same room as your wife. I know it's a different situation because she can. That's, that's a different situation. There's yeah. nothing like this situation. You're talking as if you having these attractions, it's a, a harmless thing. Like you don't think it's wrong even that you find a young child attractive. The problem is that it's a spontaneously arising thing. The attraction itself is involuntary. Something that's involuntary isn't a choice. So do you watch like TV programs and stuff and look at a kid and be like, I fancy, I fancy him? Yes, that does happen. I find this crazy. That is mad. I can't understand you. I'm sorry. That is crazy to me. Is a young, young child like? It's, it's a worrying thing. There's, the brain does things pre, uh, before you're even thinking consciously about them. And attraction is one of those things. What age did you become aware that you liked younger kids? About when I was 11 and I was attracted to 11 year old boys. I would be attracted to my peers and I would continue to be attracted to my peers when I was sort of 13, 14, 15. But by the time I'm 14, I'm noticing that I'm still attracted to the boys at school who are 11. So, what you're, what you're basically seeing right there is just some little sit down that you would see over here on any cool TV show or something like that, where it's like, hey, wait, let's let's do it. Let's sit down with a Satanist. Let's sit down with like a pedophile. That's what's going on here. They're trying to normalize and destigmatize it like, hey, he's, he's one of you.
He knows he's weird. He knows he's strange. Like, look, look at this chick. She's an edge lord. She's got all kinds of tats. She's got blue hair. She's cool. We tolerate her, right? Just tolerate the pedophiles. This is a virtuous pedophile. He, yeah, he has these thoughts, but he hasn't acted on them. See, he's a good guy. This type of stuff makes me sick. Let me stop you right there. I'm a pedophile, not a molester. You're a molester. And I don't know if it's because I have a daughter. And if something like this happened, I would not be one of these people doing YouTube famous videos of me just like beating up a pedophile. I'd shoot a man. Hand to God. I wouldn't be sitting down with him trying to understand what makes you tick. All you hear is click, click, boom. But I'm serious, man. Like, there's a reason why even in the Bible it says tie a millstone around these type of people's necks. We are sitting here letting this dude whisper and whimmer and, 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 and do his thing. The dude is literally wearing a mask, a mask of a mouse whispering semi-evil, wicked stuff. He knows what he's doing. And the more that we entertain this type of behavior, the more that we tolerate it, the more that we normalize it, the weirder it's going to become. Because did you see where I had to cut it off? You see how he's like, I started at 11. I was getting weird. I was liking the people of the same of the same sex. And then all of a sudden, I started liking younger boys. You see how it's a gradual, incremental step. That boy's got a demon on him. And he's had it on him for, for a while. Let's continue on with the show and kind of start wrapping stuff up. We covered this earlier. Joe Big sobs in court after he is sentenced to 17 years. Observers in the courtroom broke out in tears as Judge Timothy Kelly sentenced Joseph Biggs to 204 months in prison for walking in the Capitol building for approximately 20 minutes during the Capitol riots on January 6th. They, they, they sent Joseph Biggs to prison. Absolutely insane. Warfare, cyber attack launched against hospitals across the U.S. Isn't that perfect? Right as soon as we're starting to hear about COVID cases and more. An article by Johanna Buyan via The Guardian that put this up August 7th. It says the cyber criminals continue to be blamed for the, as primary actors in cyber attacks, but any logical analysis reveals the massive scale of, the, of these attacks would absolutely require institutional support. The U.S. intel community could certainly identify the geographical and organizational source of these attacks, yet choose to cover up the tracks by feigning unknown cyber criminals. And that's exactly what they want. They want to target the computer systems, bring down bring down the, the power supply, because this is what they war game, right? Cyber polygon, an epi, a, a cyber pandemic that would usher in the next pandemic. Moving forward, Brits boil over, net zero, millions told not to heat homes at night to meet the government goals. Don't you know? These are austerity measures. The less you have is better for everyone else. It says that Britain's Climate Change Committee has urged millions of Britons to not heat their homes in the evening to help the government hit its net zero target. No, they aren't urging elites to ditch their private jets for commercials or not to burn 1,000 of thousands of fuel, taking the yacht out for a jaunt. Chris Stark, head of the CCC, wants ordinary citizens to turn off their electric heaters and heat pumps at night as part of the wider drive to deliver, quote, emission savings, which includes a shift away from gas boilers, which Chris, a hypocrite, still has. 
contained in a document on, quote, behavior change, the CCCE recommended that the Britons instead, quote, preheat their homes in the afternoons when electricity use is lower and would theoretically save families money. Quote, this is significant potential to deliver emission savings just by changing the way we use our homes. Read the CCC's sixth, quote, carbon budget paper, which lays out how the UK should reduce its emissions between 2033 and 2037. So there they're having more Agenda 2030, Agenda 2040, more austerity measures, more of the sustainable development, more of the globalism, more of less for you. Because that's what the green agenda is. It's the red agenda. Speaking of radical climate activists, check this out. They're terrorizing D.C., blocking roadways, gluing hands to the road, and ruining museums dressed as dinosaurs. Says Declare Emergency, a radical group dedicated to, quote, nonviolent resistance of fossil fuels while calling for a climate emergency in the United States, has been terrorizing D.C. residents and tourists recently with illegal protests blocking roadways, and closing down museums. Let's look and see if we can have any evidence of these temper tantrums. I want to walk! I want to walk! I want to go to walk! People aren't with it. They're, they're, they're really not with the protests. Uh, I know, I think uh, in Burning Man earlier this week or last week, people were getting ran over, right? Because people are not with this. Uh, these type of things are getting crazy, man. i tell you this. So as you have Britain saying, hey, cut back on your usage, you're going to have eco-Nazis like this coming to your house saying, hey, you have, used, you have overused your quota. Did you know, we, we, we saw through all of our surveillance technology that you have used your allotted, overused your allotted amount of water. It's overheated in here. You're keeping your lights on. We're reading that you have done too much, so we're going to deduct it from your bank account, or we're going to deduct your social credit points, and you're not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Just like that. And all these people who want their 15 minutes of fame, they'll have a whole lifetime of being authoritarians. The eco-terrorists, these will evolve into the 
the authoritarians to the Agenda 2030 authoritarians. I've got a few more articles for you guys for actually a video and an article for you guys and then we're going to close out the show. And they're both infinitely more important than seeing these different tantrums over here on the street. Check this out. Nanotechnology found in both the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. A report by Greg Reese over there at Bandot Video. Let's take a listen. Dr. Charles Morgan, former CIA and consultant for the U.S. military on neurological sciences, spoke to cadets at West Point in 2018 about the current state of technology. He briefed the cadets on experiments from 2013 where humans were given neural implants that allowed them to control prosthetic arms with their thoughts. Experiments where one person can control another person's hands by just wearing an EEG cap. The person on the receiving end described the sensation as rather odd, said I didn't know anything until I saw my hand beginning to move. But the really fun part was that you're taking over somebody else's physical body with the mind of another human. So what do you think would be the next step? Experiments where information is transmitted from one mind to another and experiments where memories are erased. Dr. Morgan admits they have the technology to target an individual person. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. And are working on the ability to erase the memories of any human they choose. Their biggest challenge five years ago was being able to interface with the hippocampus without the use of physical wires. And this is most likely one of the motivating factors for the deployment of the experimental COVID shots. Using dark field microscopy, Dr. Anna Maria Mihalcia has captured in great detail what the scientific literature describes as effective technologies that exist today. Technology such as quantum dots, Quantum dots are nanotechnology with the ability to organize, operate, communicate, and build structures within the blood. They do so with a tunable photoluminescence that can be programmed to dictate various tasks via optical communication. The description and images displayed in the scientific literature compared to what Mihalcia's dark field microscopy has captured are the same. You can see the quantum dots blinking in different colors, acting as the artificial intelligence directing the self-assembly around them. Bubbles are created within the blood that act as construction sites. Within these construction bubbles, the quantum dots organize the various materials into self-assembly. These technologies are being found in both the blood of the vaccinated and in the blood of the unvaccinated. Depending on what materials are needed, the quantum dots will trigger them into self-assembly. The COVID vaccines are full of rare and heavy metals to make all manner of nanotechnology. But it seems as if almost everyone is infected with some sort of nanotech. According to several research teams, everyone's blood seems to contain the materials required to produce the filaments and the latticework for this technology. Blood samples that appear to be healthy have been completely transformed by applying a mere 10 milliamps of electric current for two hours. And it looks as if we may have been infected by the chemtrails. 
Morgellons disease was first reported in 2002. It's when synthetic fibers or filaments are growing in a person's body. It has been theorized for decades that this was being spread via chemtrails. And under a microscope, it appears to be the same filaments that people today are calling blood clots and what the scientific journals call self-assembled hydrogels. According to Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org, nanoparticles are being sprayed worldwide. The good news is that Dr. Mielcia's research has found a remedy. The iron in the infected blood has been oxidized to a three-plus state, and by taking antioxidants, one is able to dissolve these filament clots. She has found that EDTA chelation therapy will remedy infected blood within three days, and megadosing vitamin C also seems to work. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Crazy that they are literally turning us into like cyborgs. That we are literally in a time and period where they're turning us into cyborgs. This is forced evolution. This is transhumanism. This is exactly what they've always wanted. There shall be no humans in the technocracy, only transhumans. Excellent report by Greg Reese of InfoWars and Bandai Video. Would highly recommend you guys to stay subscribed to his channel and be caught up because, well, I guess we are all infected now. Vaccinated and unvaccinated alike. And we're going to see where all of this stuff goes. Like I, like I said, man, things are only getting progressively crazier. Um, and I think that's what they want. This is what Klaus Schwab wants, the, 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 the angrier world, the destabilization. This is the globalists unmasking. World Economic Forum signs order canceling U.S. elections. Americans must be ruled by a global elite for their own good. An article put up by Baxter Dimitri of The People's Voice. They put this up on the 29th. Says, let, let me see. Is there, a, is there a... Let's see. I think there's Donald Trump with Tucker Carlson. We'll see if we can get down to that clip. It says that the globalists have overstepped the mark repeatedly in recent years and their policies have become so repugnant to normal people that they have given up pretending to try and win a free and fair election. What does this mean? Will there be a vote? Your vote will not count because as far as the globalists are concerned, the president will be selected, not elected. Before we dive in, blah, 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 blah. The globalist elite are not interested in democracy. They're not interested in the will of the people. What they are interested in is communism, and that means power, consolidation at the most central of all levels. Notorious World Economic Forum agenda contributor Adam Grant, who also serves as a senior advisor to Bill Gates, let the cat out of the bag this week, insisting that, quote, eliminating elections altogether will ensure that the U.S. government and agencies have, quote, more integrity. The comments come from Grant, who is also a senior advisor to the Department of Defense and Google, come as D Democratic President Joe Biden is engaging in election interference, unprecedented in the history of the U.S. Republic, attempting to have his political rival imprisoned by the time voting begins on November 5th, 2024. In an article for the New York Times, Grant admits that the globalist elites are losing the propaganda war and suggests that the public cannot be trusted to vote. Accordingly, Grant argues that the election should be scraped and Americans should be ruled by the global elite for their own good. Per the article, officials have been working hard to safeguard elections and assure citizens of their integrity. 
But if we want public office to have integrity, we might be better off eliminating elections altogether. If you think that sounds anti-democratic, think again. The ancient Greeks invented dem democracy, and in Athens, many government officials were selected through sortition, a random lottery from a pool of candidates. In the United States, we already use a version of lottery to select jurors. What if we did the same with mayors, governors, legislators, justices, and even presidents? To replace the current election system, the World Economic Forum is advocating for, quote, randomly selecting officials from a, quote, pool of candidates. But there is one catch. The pool of candidates will be selected by what Grant calls, quote, guardians of democracy, which the fine print admits are the globalist elites and Davos. Let's face it. The elites are now running scared and desperate to silence the outraged voices of the people who are demanding justice for their crimes against humanity. Only 12 million people bothered tuning in to the GOP presidential candidate on Wednesday night. In contrast, more than 200 people watched Trump's debate night interview with Tucker Carlson on X, formerly known as Twitter. Wish we could get, get more of this guy admitting the plan, saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, but that's what these people are saying. That's what these people are doing. They're saying the quiet part out loud. They're telling you what they're doing. They're coming after us. They're no longer hiding it. They are very clear about what their intentions are and what they want for us. And we're gonna have to fight tooth and nail to keep these demons at bay. Or at least we're gonna have to try to break away from the civilization, break away from the world they're trying to create for us and create a new, and it won't be easy. And you see them already criminalizing simply the discussion of it, having the thoughts, having the ideas of, of, of being a sovereign individual, of fighting for your rights. This is the nanny state where the government thinks it knows best and knows you best and knows what to tell you what to do. This is where we are. Will we fight? Will we let these people poison us again? Like these arsonists, these 72 arsonists burning down Greece, will they get away with it? I mean, they've injected us with a deadly chemical bioweapon. They've taken us to war. They've devalued our dollar. They're trying to lock us in our homes as they try to poison us again. The real question is, is not what are they doing, but will we let them? And what you will do Instead, what else you can do? And we have more at our disposal. However, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. I know it was a information packed transmission all over the place, purposely designed to be that way. We did not organize the information as you guys are typically familiar with. That's sometimes a good thing. It lets us see the, 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 the water hose that we're trying to make make sense as things escalate and intensify. But like I said, my friends, that's all I really have for you guys and gals. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, my friends, stay vigilant, expose lies, and share truth. This is Noise Era, Freedom Faction, out.